The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. had the best surfing tunes boy oh boy you was well the beach boys did have some brilliant surfing tunes as well but ride the wild surf i remember hearing that song by jan and dean right it's jan and dean ride the wild surf i remember hearing that when i was about 14 years old and the hairs on the back of my neck stood up with just those lush lush strings it's a brilliant song um we've had dean torrance on the show before and do you know what the guy keeps emailing me begging to come on the show again so dean i've let you come on again will you please stop emailing me now sir no, I'm <laughs> going to keep doing it as long as you keep putting me on. <laughs> hey, man, it's such a pleasure to hear you. How are you doing? You're right. Uh, I'm just doing really great. Thank you, Ian. How are you doing? I am. Do-, do you know what? Today, actually, I'm doing very, very well. I bought um, a little scooter. You know, a little, little sort of, so not quite a motorbike um, recently. And I was riding uh-huh. it today, and it felt it felt good to be alive, Dean. And I don't get that very often. <laughs> There is something about riding um, and and getting kind of the wind in your face. Yes. And, and you, you just feel your surroundings. Um, first time I felt that, I was riding on a motorcycle in uh, in Hawaii. Wow. You, you would you would feel the air. Yeah. You would smell the you know the 
hibiscus and the flowers. You could smell the ocean. You don't get all that sensory overload sitting in the car. You, you don't. And I was saying to someone exhaust. today, it's 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 the smells. I was driving r- riding past some fields, and I could smell the grass there, as yes, I was riding along. Home. It was incredible. Very, very good. Well, enjoy it. <laughs> it. It really is really special. Um, now, Dean. You guys have to wear helmets? We, ha- we have to wear helmets, yes. Okay. Do you not have to over there? In, in, no, we, um, most, most states, yes, and a few states, you don't. You, you don't guys can still, um, we're, it's illegal for us to use our um, mobile phones, our cell phones, while we're driving a car. But over there, you guys are phoning, texting, doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, I think certain states have, you know, certain rules, uh, but, you know, people still do it. And they have Bluetooth and mm. stuff like that, so that you can at least put the phone down or put it on speaker. That's what I usually do, and just put it in my lap. So, man, uh, honestly... Knows? They Dean, just think you're talking to yourself. <laughs> Dean, and at my age, you know... You probably are! To listen. Honestly, I was just, <laughs> we just played Ride the Wild Surf, which... And I, I, I don't know if you heard, oh, but I was cool. saying... When I was... when I heard that when I was about 14, and I got um, a, a battered double um, album, really old battered double album of Jan and Dean. And I remember hearing that, and it just... It was like... The hairs on the back of my neck stood up. It's one, and even now it gives me a thrill. It's with the the strings and the key change. Um, it's oh my it's God. it's yeah. just one of those great great songs, man. And it was one of the first ones that we did that um, that really had that kind of Chuck Berry feel, and we loved Chuck Berry. But yeah. somehow our records didn't necessarily sound like Chuck, but always had a little bit of influence. That had the Chuck Berry guitar opening, and and it was totally kind of Chuck Berry with strings. So it was, that was a pretty cool recording. I, I, I liked it. Hey, I just, well. Jan did all the arrangements and, and did, did, it, did he? I mean, did, the, could, did he write? Job. Did he write the music down? Did he do the notation, or did he go in and sing what he wanted? No, he wrote it. Wow. Wow. He wrote every note. He, uh, he even wrote drum parts. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Uh, and we were using from kind of Surf City on yeah, in the recording sessions, and I think we were one of the very first, uh, we started using two drummers. And therefore, you had to write the, the parts out, yeah. and the drummers were, the guys we used were very talented. Well, Hal Blaine, well. for example. Hal read and 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 we wanted to. We had a holdover from from the 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 doo-wop days. Yeah, um, we had this guy uh, Earl Palmer that we really liked, and and we kind of went, oh well, hell, why don't we use both of them? Wow! And so Jan would write the parts out and copy them so that they had exactly the same part. Yeah, and they they would put their drum sets next to one another. And, man, it was flawless. It was just, it, it, they were so in sync that they considered great drummers. Yeah. You could barely tell. We, uh, the sound just was immense. We, uh, we've, I, I've just re- reminded, Dean, we've had a couple of people on the show that you know. Um, uh, we've had, uh, recently, in the last couple of months, we've had um, Jill Gibson. 
And, um, oh, yeah, we had Jill Gibson on. She was wonderful, d- talking mainly about, you know, her brief stint in the mamas and the papas, but also, she, you know, she yeah. was caught, courting G- uh, Jan. Um, we also had Lou Adler on as well. Oh, neat. Yeah, so so th- yeah. it all kind of uh-huh. links back. And uh, a lot of these guests all seem to link back to kind of California. Well, it, it, again, when I guess when we first started, most of the uh, music industry was in New York. So uh, we had a very small pond in the beginning, to, and everybody knew one another. Yeah. Even though we were in a big city, um, the industry was so small for us, at least in the beginning, and that soon thereafter changed pretty big time. But it took a couple of years, and the industry pretty well moved to to L.A. So uh, we kind of started that revolution. Did you enjoy being a pop star, Dean? I always get the impression, and I don't know where I've got... You always seem to just... um, you and Jan, you in particular, just seemed happy to go along with it as it happened. You know, and it's and it's easy to to forget over in this country where Jan and Dean weren't that big, but in the States, you guys were were huge. I mean, you were massive, massive pop stars, huge, huge stars. But whenever I watch clips of you, Dean, you're always like, yeah, I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm singing in front of 10,000 <laughs> screaming girls. I'm, I'm going to do a skateboard bit in the middle of a song. You just like, you know, I'm here. This is happening. Um, that was, that was just us. And I'm, and I'm guessing what, um, what kind of helped was that we were kind of, uh, anti-establishment. We didn't know that at the time particularly, but we were, we were really kind of, we were radicals. And again, I had no idea within the music industry because we cared to go to school five days a week and that pissed everybody off in the industry because they thought we didn't care. I love it. What were you, what were you studying whilst being a a, a multi-million selling pop star? Well, um, I, I fancied architecture. So I, I thought that's what I wanted to do. But long story short, I got in and then realized that even my dad told me I probably wouldn't like it. But I would like graphic design and and packaging and advertising design and those kinds of things would probably be right up my alley. And he was right. Uh, So I stayed in the School of Architecture that also had all these other courses available. And I did end up doing... You know, logos and packaging and kind of advertising and all of that point of purchase stuff. And of course, that related to the music industry, so it came in very handy. Well, you did. Architecture wouldn't have. You you designed um, uh, 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 album covers. Was it Kitty Hawk, your. Album cover design yeah. company, Kitty Hawk, um, designed loads I of albums. I even covers. got Grammy awards. You did, didn't you? Never, Never got them for music. <laughs> what? Fancy that? What was the? the <laughs> Maybe what, they're trying to tell me something. What was the? What was the album you got the Grammy for? It was quite an obscure one, wasn't it? Uh, no, um, uh, it was a one-hit wonder. I don't even think they had one hit. Uh, a no-hit wonder. Pollution. No hits wonder, and it's wonder why they even, you know. Did it did an album cover, but they did, and the album cover won an award, and they didn't sell record one. Um, you did, which I needed to point out to the the nominating board uh, that 
that you know the cover was stupid and should have never won a Grammy. <laughs> Shouldn't even been nominated. And they scratched their head and said, you know, why? And I said, because there's, you know, there's no picture of the group on this thing. You have a chicken coming out of an egg, you know, which was my idea. Yeah. But that was not for the the idea was not for a, a, an album cover. Mm. It was for something else. I said, so as an album cover that's supposed to promote the career of the music artist that, that labored and put together all this music, um, that needs to translate onto the cover of what this music is about mm. and who the artist is and build that person as a brand. Now, what the hell is a chicken coming out of an egg? What does that have to do with it? Don't Nothing. talk yourself out of a Grammy, Dean, for goodness sakes. I even gave the Grammy away. Who did you give it to? I don't remember. I kind of don't remember. Actually, my, my daughters sat on it. They were playing oh, with no. it. And they sat on it and broke it in three places. And then I duct taped it back <laughs> together again. First of all, I, I was in tears. I thought it was funny. Oh, man. And they thought I was going to be really angry. Yeah. And, and Mom assured them that I would not be angry about it. And quite the contrary, I got a big kick out of it because wow. I didn't really like it anyway. And they misspelled my name on it. No, they didn't! So duct- yeah, yeah, they even misspelled <laughs> That's terrible! <laughs> <laughs> and I put this duct tape on it. God, it was funny looking, and it was it was bent over. And God, it, and, and a friend of mine saw it and just cracked up and thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. I said, "You can have it." <laughs> you? I can't believe <laughs> I forgot who that was. Otherwise, I might ask for it back just because it it was really funny. But I loved how it looked. You? Did... I think he intended it. Go on. He, he invented what? No, I think he might have intended on, on putting it back together again, oh. you know, super gluing it or something. But he's the, he's I, got I, that I in his downstairs thing. bathroom, Dean, and he's crossed out Probably. your name. He's put his name on it, and pe- he goes, "Oh, have you see- that, did you see the Grammy right, I won?" Oh man, I didn't think of that. You fool. You're probably right. Am I, I had it in my bathroom. That's where my kids got it from. Am, am I right in it's thinking... on the back of the toilet. Stop talking, man, for goodness sakes. Am I, I can't believe I'm arguing with Dean Torrance. This is so cool. Am I right in thinking you also <laughs> designed um, the uh, cover for the Beach Boys Love You album? Oh, yeah, I did. That's kind of the mosaic thing. And others. And, and uh, I think 90, 76, 77, something like that. Did you, because I know you're friends with the Beach Boys, and, uh, you know, you occasionally pop up on stage with them and stuff. Were you there when they were recording Love You? I mean, how close were you with the Beach Boys in the 70s? Oh, yeah, I was at a lot of those recording sessions. Yeah, well, because technically I was there to hear the music so that I could design something again that would um, be the visual version of of the musical message that, yeah. that they were trying to create. So theoretically, I was there to kind of get the flavor of the music to incorporate it into the graphics. So, yeah, that was one of those covers. Also, people remember 15 big ones. Yep. I did that one. And that was the first time that I, and I wanted to do something in, 
and neon. It looked like neon. Yeah. And airbrush it and all that. And so since I was going to do a neon thing, I thought, well, why don't I create some sort of logo uh, in a neon for the Beach Boys? And uh, that's what I did. And um, made this logo that looked like neon, and it's been with them ever since. They st- I know. They st- hey, here's the thing, right? This is this this will make you laugh. I've got two boys, Dean, who are seven and five years old, and Mike Love was oh, over. Guess about May, a couple of months ago. Mike Love and the Beach Boys, his version of the Beach Boys, were over at the Royal Albert uh-huh. Hall. And I took my seven and my five-year-old. My, I'd, I'd already taken the eldest one to see Brian Wilson doing Pet Sounds. Uh, and I took the uh-huh. seven and the five-year-old to see um, the Beach Boys. And uh, the f- first song, they come out singing Surfing Safari. And my five-year-old, Dean, is singing along to Surfing uh-huh. Safari. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, I have raised these boys. W- and we were up and we were dancing. Aww. And it's... It's so, you know, Mike's in his mid-70s, and he's singing to a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and they couldn't care less how old. It, it was just magical. And I think a lot of that, the Beach Boys music, the Jan and D music, Mamas and the Papas, a lot of that music, the Monkees, um, it, it, it's timeless. And 50 years later, 55 years later, kids are still digging it. Well, it certainly does kind of have a, a time stamp on it, which is really neat. You do attach it to you know, to the fifties, late fifties, and the early sixties yep. when stuff was pretty good. Life was pretty simple, and all you had to do is think about going to the beach or you know uh, what what color to paint your car, you know, and if you could afford to put some new upholstery in it. Mm. And that's your biggest worries or biggest uh, things that you would think about. Yeah. And that was pretty damn special, I would say. So all that stuff is is tied to an era that that has come and gone. Well, it, it hasn't. So it's it, pretty neat, hasn't it? Just now, listen. The, 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 Jan, the, there is an album. There's a new album. An old. There's a new old new album. The, I, th- I think it's been released in the States. It's not over here yet. This is the... Now, I don't even know how you say it. Do you okay. say fillet of soul or fillet of soul? Fillet. Fillet yeah, of soul. Hey, you can say it any way you want. Oh, thanks, man. I suppose that's French, right? I guess so. I don't know. Fillet. I think I that's what you're supposed I... to say in McDonald's. I want a fillet of fish, but I just can never bring myself oh, yeah, to there, say it. You're right. There is a fillet of fish. Now, this this album came out in 1966... But the one that's coming out now on CD is is different because they messed they the suits the man messed around with there the original album. Yes, the timing was that that was our, our last package that that uh, album that we were going to do for the label we were on at the time, and we'd been with them for my God at least four to five years. Yeah. And we are moving on. And so this was the last package we delivered to, to them, and they didn't like it because it was a live record. And we spent more time introducing the band, which was a big band. We had an orchestra. Yeah. Well, it was a big brass band. It was an orchestra. And so there were a lot of people in the band. So it did <laughs> take time to acknowledge them all. And they just felt as though there wasn't enough music, and it was too much. We would we would 
be right in the middle of introducing people or something in a band and then want to tell a joke. And we never used to tell jokes on stage because, you know, it was a musical show. But in this case, we just thought it was fun to do, and it was a loose environment, and uh, we rather enjoyed it. Well, the record company heard it and said there weren't enough songs. There were like six songs on it instead of the normal 12. And there was way too much talking, and, and the comedy wasn't funny. We had a television show. And the show comedy was, wasn't funny. That's a, a, no. such a yeah, damning yeah, thing. We had, yeah, we had a show that had been sold that was going to air about three or four months after this package. Yeah. Um, and, and this show was um, going to air at the same time as The Monkees. Mm. So we were going to be known for even more comedy than we were already known for. And therefore, this would have been one of the first fully, almost fully, uh, com- comedic album. But they weren't thinking about the show coming along or anything. They were just thinking in the moment, and it didn't sound like a regular LP. Yeah. This was too stupid, too silly. So they wanted us to go back and, and change it. We went back in and made it worse and then delivered it to the front desk and left. And uh, unfortunately for Jan, he crashed about three weeks later, and our careers were kind of over for the next 12 or 13 years. So the record company had no other choice. It was the only only, uh, uh, stuff that they had left uh, uh, that we had done. So they took out all the comedy and put back on just a bunch of just gibberish that songs that were left over yeah. from other projects and threw it through an LP together. Hoped that the um, that that all the publicity that we were getting from Jan's accent would kind of help promote this thing, and it didn't help. It it stiffed because uh, it was terrible musically. So, some some guys d- discovered it recently and decided that they pulled it out of the vault and dusted it off and wow. said, "This is terrific stuff. Let's uh, yeah. let's put it out the way it was intended, the way you guys wanted it to to sound like, and and roll with it." Have you listened? Have you listened years. to it, Dean? Does it does, does <laughs> oh, it bring back yeah. good memories? Oh, very much, and. Memories because I could hear the rapport between Jan and myself, yeah, yeah. which you normally wouldn't get on some live record. Maybe you might might talk a little about about the song you were going to do, mm. but this was full on uh, us interacting with one another, and it was all spontaneous. Yeah. We didn't write any of it down, and and then working with the band, we knew the band guys. We'd been making hit records with all the guys in the band for four or five years. We knew them. They were all funny guys. So they would participate. And it was just such, I mean, I hear it. It just takes me back to, you know, being with Jan before his accident. After his accident, he was completely a different person. Yeah. But 
you know, he he had serious, serious brain damage. So it, it's fun to remember him as he was before the accident. To confuse matters even more, the UK release of Filet of Soul is completely different. The, the original one is completely different to the American one as well. It's a completely different track list. Oh, I, really? I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's completely different. Oh. I've just tweeted the link. So it's, it's, it's coming out in uh, September the 1st over here. You can pre-order it now. I have just tweeted uh, 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 the link. Dean, stay there because uh, Philip's called in with a question. Good evening, Philip. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Dean. I've got a couple of quick questions Hello, for you. Oh. First of all, do you ever see Arnie Ginsberg? Arnie, uh, oh, that's, uh, we just mentioned architecture. Uh, we ended up uh, both in the School of Architecture at USC together, uh-huh. all during the time Jan and I were making records. So I'd see Jan at night, because he was going to UCLA, yeah. another school, and um, and we record at night because we were in school all day, and then I was in the School of Architecture with Arnie during oh, the wow. day. Arnie was very talented. So he he's, he's still around, that. isn't he? He's still yeah, around, he's I believe. Still he's around and very talented, did yeah, very well. And he did not miss the uh, uh, showbiz. For he those didn't, who didn't like it. For those who don't know, let me fill in a little bit. Before Jan and Dean, it was Jan and Arnie. And, um, and uh, wow, you went to school with him. You had to, And he, he wasn't jealous at all, Dean. He wasn't going, that should no, have been me. Not at all. What a nice guy. Go yeah. on, Philip. Well, we would talk about the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were kids. That's what, you, that's what you're meant to talk about. <laughs> he, he liked them a lot. <laughs> he didn't say much about our records. <laughs> Go on, Philip, one more. The other question, <laughs> is the old, little old lady from Pasadena based on anybody? It was based on a real little old lady, but the little old lady was in a local uh, car commercial driving a Dodge, uh, a, a you know, super stock Dodge. Actually, yeah. it was a clever commercial, and and it was humorous. We saw the commercial. We said, "This commercial has to have a song." We sat down and wrote the song, and then sent it on to Dodge Chrysler, and they there's they still haven't gotten back to us yet. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. But uh, we met the little old lady that did the commercial, and um, we we put her on an album cover, and we did some promotional things with her. We wished that the car company would have gotten behind it. I mean, it, it was a slam dunk. It was a, a car that was made for that demographic of you know young person. Why? Companies would kill to have a top ten record, and these people ignored it. It was so weird. Wow. But I just think that's agencies. Agencies don't want, if they didn't think of it, they don't want anybody to think of it. Dean, you're doing much. Certainly they don't want to give anybody credit. <laughs> you doing, uh, you doing much live stuff? Do you still get up on stage from time to time? Uh, I probably play you know, at least every other week, and wow. I'll be playing with Mike at a fundraiser uh, for a food bank in uh, Oklahoma in about three weeks. Oh, weeks. fantastic, fantastic. So I, I, I play with Mike at least probably once every two months or so, and then I probably work two or three times a, a month still. It's fun stuff. We enjoy it. We don't overdo it. We don't do more than that we enjoy, so we're always fresh, and, and it's the same band, it's basically the same band that... that uh, with Chandine throughout most of the 80s and 90s. 
Dean, I, I, I've said this before. I'm going to say I, I, I'm going to blow some smoke up your ass, man. Because I, 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 no, bend over. This smoke is coming. I, I, I love you so much. You, the Beach Boys, and I, I was a weird kid in the '80s, growing up in the '80s, Dean. Because all my friends were listening to whatever the cool bands were, and I was, I was digging Jan and Dean. I was buying Beach Boys secondhand vinyl. I was, I was really into the Monkeys. You know that whole kind of late '60s, and then you know dis- all the th- strands that come off the solo stuff and all of that. Um, and, and your music meant and means so much to me, and my boys love it as well, Dean. So, it, 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 you know, 50-odd years later, you, the Jan and Dean songs, songs are still going strong in our house. So thank you for that, man. Well, I appreciate that. I don't know if Filet of Soul will be appropriate for your young one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm able to freak him out. You better listen to it first. I'll... Let the wife listen to it. Just It, it may be... It, it may be too weird. But, but I don't, you, hey, listen, you should see something. Then some, again. Yeah, exactly. My, my boys are nuts. Dean, um, I love you so much, man, and it's always nice when you come on and, I, and when you drop me an email from time to time. So keep in touch, and we'll, we'll speak again soon. I sure will. Thank you, buddy. Thanks so much for the call, and uh, let's do it again. Definitely, absolutely. Dean Torrance from Jan and Dean. The album is Filet of Soul. Uh, he's also got an autobiography as well, which is brilliant. I've just tweeted that. Um, uh, Surf City, the Jan and Dean story. It's a cracking read, man. Oh, right. Phone lines open. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats and gin-soaked boys and girls. Jacques Mondo. <laughs> if you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Right then, oh three. I keep listen. You know, I've started doing a show on Sunday mornings on Virgin. Well, I've only just learnt the phone in number for that, and but now I can't remember the phone in number for this. The bread and butter. I've learnt the phone in number for the gravy, but the bread and butter. I don't remember it. Luckily, it's written in front of me on a screen because, as you all know, uh, every single radio presenter is an absolute idiot. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee. No, Kath, she has bunked off. Although, here's an interesting thing. You know, I bought, um, you know, I was talking to Jenny about a scooter. You know, I bought a little scooter, a little one, two, five cc scooter. Um, and it's mine's really old. It's about 20 years old. It's got 20,000 miles on it. And I got it for under a grand. And I love it, man. I love it. It went for its MOT today and it passed. I've bullied Kath into buying one. Kath's bought a scooter. <laughs> so um, she may die. That's not funny. But she may actually die, which isn't funny. But, you know, I'm already compiling. Uh, I'm already compiling uh, a, a, a greatest hits package of uh, um, Kath's greatest hits. So that when she dies... Um, we c- we've already got the obit thing made up. We can just play it out, be nice and straightforward. Um, and basically, it's this. Doorbells. It's an Asian man saying doorbells. That's, that's all I could find. That's the only bit I could find. George, you're a fanny. And that... 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give a score. So she's bought a scooter now. Um, she hasn't... She's paid for it. She hasn't actually passed her... Uh, um, had her day of training... And um, she's not actually gone to collect it. But she owns a scooter. I bullied her into buying a scooter. I had to take my scooter um, into Shepherd's Bush today for the MOT, right? And um, 
it, I, I thought, because it was a scooter, all they do is just, like, look at it and go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. You, 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 yeah, that's good. But they didn't. And uh, they said, yeah, it, it'll be... Uh, so I got it. I couldn't sleep. Been sleeping terribly. Absolutely terribly recently. Um, so I woke up ridiculously early this morning. And um, I couldn't sleep. So I took it in about... Got there about nine o'clock. About an hour's ride away from where I live to get to Shepherd's Bush. And I got there about nine o'clock. Oh, this is relaxing. Let me listen to this. Let's open the window a bit. There we go. That's the sound outside Talk Radio Towers. Um, so I took it in and they said, oh, no, it'll be ready about two. So suddenly I'm in London without any transport um, with five hours to kill. So I went to Leicester Square hoping that one of the many multiplex cinemas there would um, be showing a decent film. And lo and behold... At 10.30, they were showing Atomic Blonde, a film that I had zero interest in seeing. I got there quite early, and I was sat in Leicester Square, and this um, homeless dude came up to me. And fair play to the homeless dude. Fair play. He didn't do the, I need some money for some petrol, I need some money for um, some food. He went, man, I'm sick. Can you give me four pounds? And I said, now, when you say sick, do you mean heroin? He went, yeah, I need some. He actually said, I need some money to buy some heroin. And I said, dude, listen, I'm not going to give you any money for you to buy heroin because I think that and I can see that you're sick and I understand that you, you know, that you went on it and stuff. But I can't give you money with a clear conscience for you to go and buy heroin. But what I will say is, um, you, you know, I used to take a lot of drugs and now I don't take any drugs. And there, there, is a, there is an alternative. There is another way of doing things. And he went, are you going to give me some money? I said, no. I said, no, I'm not. And uh, we shook hands. Fair play. We shook hands. And I felt really sorry for him. The poor soul. Um, to, to, to be, imagine being so ill that you're actually going around to people saying, I need some money for heroin. I mean, poor sod, really. Um, we actually, and, and I'm being slightly dismissive. We had, we chatted for about five minutes and I said, you know, there are ways to not take drugs anymore if, if you want. And I said, look, I he- I've heard that NA is very good. Maybe they might help you or, you know, and it's free or, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he wandered off, um, to his sad life. And I don't mean that in an insulting way. His life is sad. I felt very sorry for the poor soul. Um, but then I went to see, Atomic Blonde at 10.30 in the morning. Now, bearing in mind, I saw the trailer for this a couple of weeks ago, and I laughed at it because it looked absolutely pony. Looked terrible. Looked like a real stinky film, right? And so I went into the cinema, 10.30 in the morning. Here's the thing. I was the only person in there. I was the, I had the whole screen to myself. So much so that when the lights came down and the film started, I did what we used to do in the 80s. I started clapping and whistling. I started clapping and whistling. When the, when the film first started, there was no sound. I had to go out. This is because they don't have, it's all automated now. It's all done on, um, it's all done by computer. There's no, there's no, there's no projectionist 
anymore. They don't have a projectionist. They don't even have a projectionist that goes in and puts the DVD on and presses play. They don't do, it's all done by computer. So I have to go out and say, um, Toby, sorry, there's no sound in screen four. Um, and they switched on. But here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing, dear listener. Atomic Blonde is really, really, really good. I mean, like, re- it's violent. It's a nasty film. I was surprised it was only a 15. In my day, that would have been an X-rated movie, or as they call it nowadays, 18, um, because it was so insanely violent. I mean, just like ridiculously, horrifically violent. And there's one scene in it, and I, this isn't a spoiler um, alert, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil movies for you. By the way, are these phones working, guys? Well, how come we got no phone calls on my switchboard? What the hell is wrong with you, you muppets? Are you waiting for a question? Um, hang on, let me give you a question. Give me two questions, then you can call in about these while I carry on talking about Atomic Blonde. Um, do you still write to pen pals that you did when you were kids, and do you smile at dogs? There we go, 0344 499 1000. I'll tell you about the smiling at dogs later. There's one scene in it that uh, is, is mentioned in all the reviews... Um, where it's a 10-minute-long, single-shot scene, right? It's set on a stairwell, and I won't say any more than that. Uh, well, what I will say, it's not really one shot. It, 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 it turns out that it's, it's, there's a little bit of cheating. Apparently, it's 40 shots, and they've kind of stuck it together with the computer. And having now I know, know that, as I was watching it, I could see where they'd made the joins. But still, it was bloody good. Oh, it was a bloody good film. Very, very sexy. Very sexy and very, very violent. Wonderful. Loved every second of it. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening, Ian. What have you got for us? Well, it's nothing to do with your topics you had for tonight. Well, that's this. Can I just, can I just stress to all of the new <laughs> listeners and watchers tonight while you clear your throat, you can phone in about anything. I'm going to sit here and talk rubbish tonight, and I'll be talking rubbish on my own because Kath has stitched me up like a kipper and not bothered to come in for the next two weeks. But people, you exactly. can, you dear listener, can call in about absolutely anything you want. 0344 499 1000. Right. Now, the thing is, I come up with an idea. Yes. For a topic. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, um, we like this. And then I flipped on the uh, Periscope and you were talking about a film and you were talking about, oh, I didn't want to see it. Yeah. But I went and saw it, it's good. Yeah. I sort of think, have you got a list of mm. films yes. that you want your boys to see, but they can't see them yet, Ooh. but you want them to Ooh. see it? Yeah. Enter the Dragon. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> no, I know. Well, that, that was the, that's the topic. I know, but I was watching Galaxy Quest earlier on. Yeah. And I'm thinking, have they seen it, or is it a bit too... Is it, is it you know... They won't get it. Will they? How, no. I don't know how old your boys are. They might be 20. No, I'm talking about yours. Oh, my... Hang on, hang on a minute. You're watching films wondering whether my boys would like them? That sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? That no, does I'm sound wondering, a no, bit I'm, weird. I'm, I'm, have you got a list of films that you want them to see? Enter the Dragon. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, Groundhog Day. I don't know why you're blanching Enter the Dragon. I, have I misunderstood the topic? 
Yeah, I know. Yes, you want to see him in the dragon, but have you got? Have you? Figured out a list. Yeah. Not just Enter the Dragon. Right, okay. Maybe maybe the list is just Enter the Dragon. Have oh, you considered okay. that possibility? It's a list of one film. Have you considered that as a possibility? Consider it as a possibility. Go on. Have you considered it now? Oh, no, hang on a minute. I've pressed the wrong button. Andrew, sorry, I do apologise. Can I tell you what happened there? Is, yeah. um... I, we've got a touch screen that operates the phones, okay? And, um, uh, there's a bit of dirt... <laughs> there's a bit of dirt on the screen, and I tried to get it off with the, the, um, tip of the pen I'm using. But then it drew on the screen. So then I tried to wipe it off, and you were replaced by another caller. That's right. These, these, these things happen. It was this Muji pen that did... Muji pen what did it. One of the... Have you got a fa- Here we go. 0344 499 Have you got a favourite pen? Mine right now. Uh, no, serious. No, it's a. I know it's a bit partridge, but fair play. Someone. I, whenever I watch Alan Partridge and he does those topics, I think, oh yeah, that's quite a good one. But have you got a favourite pen? I nicked this Muji pen, and um, I can't. I, I, I can't stop writing with it. And it's going to kill you when it runs out, isn't it? Just well, one of them broke in my bag the other day. The ink went everywhere. Um, okay, so um, you want more than just Enter the Dragon? Yes. Dog Day. Mo- I mean, do you mean like violent films? No, 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 no. Films that like, like kids' films that you think kids. Oh, kids films. what? You know, like films that you think well, they're not, they're not. They're just not old enough at the moment. But I wanted to see certain films like, that they might not get. I remember the first time I showed them Laurel and Hardy, and I thought, right, they're 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 big enough, old enough for Laurel and Hardy, and they hated it. They hated it. I was crushed. That's like when you when they watch Doctor Who with the with the mannequins, and now they won't go into the museums if there's mannequins. He's talking about my kids again. He keeps talking. <laughs> what is this? What? What? Should I? Are you trying to become me? I'm you from the future. Flipping it! Don't put through any future me's. I should have made that clear. If anyone phones up and they sound like they're a future me, I cannot talk to them because that will create um, a paradox. Good evening, John. Good evening. Good evening, John. Um, I think it wasn't my comment, but I think off the boil was um, a comment on off the cath boil. I think it was a pun. What are you talking about? I could be wrong about that. Oh, what, on on Periscope? Off the cath boil. I mean, I think that's what they were saying, but Well, someone on Periscope said the show's gone off the boil recently. Did they? Sorry. But they spelt it B-O-I-L. Ah. Which must mean they were saying the show's got ropey recently. Au contraire. The show has, if anything, become defiantly brilliant again. It's a rocking show, man. Thank you, man. Um, now, you've got, you've got six and a half million hearts. I happened to come across this on the internet. Oh, right. And um, I thought I'd tell you because there's a lot of hearts, isn't it? There's a lot of love out there for you, man. Yeah, well, okay. And finally... Hello. Um, Why are all the I, calls sounding creepy tonight? What's happened? I've, <laughs> I've seen Barry on television today. Barry uh, from Watford. Barry Jordan. from Watford is on um, um, Bargain, Bargain, Bargains with um, Pounds, Pounds, Pounds with Noel Ed- the new Noel Edmonds quiz. It's a bit of an odd show, isn't it? I didn't see it. Was it any good? Well, they've got this... There's this big shop sort of thing they're in. Yes. And a sort of a scoreboard, and Noel Edmonds... Yes. 
it sort of wanders around looking as if he doesn't really understand what's going on. I presume that's an act, but you never really know with him. Yeah. And um, Barry from Watford, um, you know, by Margaret and uh, Goose. Oh, that's, that ba- that's better than Barry, that is. Thank you, thank you. Um, he's sort of, he wanders around in sort of a, a brown coat. I mean, that's what he seems to do. I'm, I didn't see all of it. I mean, maybe he does have an act, but he seems to be wandering around in this brown oh. coat. Um, and uh, no, he's, he's not Barry. Barry's not one of the Nazis in um, America, is he? I hope not. I he hope not. These old people—you never know. He could be one of the Charlottesville Nazis. Uh, the game, I think, is that they have to guess what, how much something costs in the shop or something. I don't quite. I, I don't understand these games. But um, I'm surprised, Barry. If you're out there, Barry. I mean, I'm, we'd love to hear about your new show, wouldn't we? Oh, we would. Absolutely, um, love to. Love. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we would, we would, we would love to, um, because I thought Barry had been brutally murdered, so, um, that's, um, something Sorry, quite Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I'm just so keen to, to speak to things, I can't stop myself. Well, shall but I, shall I shut up? No, I'd like to apologise for my behaviour. Okay, well, the apology yes. is considered and I'll let you know on Thursday. But he's, um, he's, uh, if he could ring up and explain the show. Yes. Um... I think that would be appreciated. If anybody's seen Pounds, 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 starring Noel Edmonds, um, and can r- explain exactly... I've got that blood... I've drawn on my shirt now, this bloody pen. It's not a pen filled with blood. Um, <laughs> do they still... Do kids st- um, still cut themselves and, and, uh, and mingle their blood with each other? Oh, I remember a kid trying to do that. Um, when I was a kid, and I wasn't really keen. This is, this I think is, that's how AIDS started. I'm not sure. I've just... It's, it's, it's something started as a result of it. Did you ever do it? Um, I like to think I did, John, but I'm, part of me now is wondering if I just saw it so many times on American television programmes. Yeah, I, the, um, uh, uh, and the other thing about the Barry thing is, is, is his, I mean, it would be funny if his son came into the show, wouldn't it? No, because he's a psychopath and he's in prison for ABH, so it would not. John, you've got to let it go. All of the calls tonight have been a little bit, a little bit creepy, if you don't mind me saying so. Little bit creepy. Paul, speaking of creepy, Paul, what do you want? Hi, you got my brain thinking, I'm using a stream of calls. Well, no, we haven't. You got my brain thinking. No, we haven't. do. I mean, as you said, first of all, Jesus. Noel, Edmund, Noel Edmonds was famous for Deal or No Deal. Just when yeah, I thought there was no vibe on the show, Paul comes and sucks out what little vibe there is left. Okay, Noel Edmonds, you were just talking about, he's most recently famous for ne- Deal or No Deal. Please the stop show, asking yeah? questions and just say things. Okay, right. Well, do you know, there is a TV show that is Deal or No Deal, exactly the same, in Ethiopia. And do you know who presents it and is famous there? No. He used to be a British and English footballer. I couldn't care. I literally could not care less. John Fashionow. Like, I give a shit. I mean, seriously, I, I could not care less. Okay, finally, do dogs, do you smile at dogs? I go for a walk twice a day around my village for exercise, a couple of miles. No, dogs smile at me. Thanks very much for calling, Paul. I mean, if that's the quality of call we're going to get, then flipping heck. Dear God, preserve us. 0344. Saying that, 0344. 
499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. So I've discovered that as I go out, because I've got, you know I've got a dog and I don't like her. I might bring her in this week. Well, no, I might bring her in next week. Right. But I don't like her. Right. She's horrible. Um, we don't get on. But I might bring her in. Um, but so I have to go out and you have to go out and walk the dog. This is it's like having a four-year-old, but for fifteen years. Um, so you take the dog out and you go and walk, and you go and you see other dog walkers and and, and other people, right? Um, and I found myself as I'm walking along, smiling at the dogs as they're coming to me. So I've I've I've, I've had my headphones on recently, listening to. Um, well, I was listening to any questions yesterday, and then I was listening to the Beautiful Anonymous podcast yesterday. I took the dog out for two walks yesterday. I was good. And today. And um, uh, so I find myself just as I, with the headphones on, and a dog will come towards me, and I'll smile and nod at it. And do you know what? None of those bloody dogs um, offer anything in the way of recognition but yet i keep doing it i think it's partly because i don't want to have to smile and nod at their awful human owners i mean a woman the other day right i have my headphones on but i'm canny right when i see someone coming i keep my headphones on but i turn the the sound off because i know they're going to want to say something to me but i don't want to make a thing of taking my headphones off and it was half past 12, right? And I walked past, and I said to a woman, a woman came, woman came up to me, walked past me with a dog, and she went, I went, hi. And she went, good morning. And then she went, oh, actually, it's afternoon. I could, I, I, honestly, I don't even want to talk. I don't even want to talk to you. So don't start giving me this good morning actually it's good afternoon I mean, what, what even is that just let that let that go can we make a rule dog walkers can we have a pact can we can we uh, agree that we're just gonna uh, uh, as we walk our animals we're gonna look down at the ground we are not gonna make eye contact with anybody and um we, we we're not gonna say anything although saying this my dog is rubbish and at the end of the walk, I kind of have to trick her and sort of sneak up on her and grab her so I can put her lead back on, right? Because if we get to the gate of the park, she won't come near me. She will hide in the bushes. And then she'll come out, and then I go towards her, and she'll go and hide in the bushes. And then a, 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 a guy came along, and his dog was doing the same thing. And so there were two grown men in their 40s... Um, tricking lying to their dogs like sort of walking away pretending that we weren't actually going to walk out through the gate and pretending that, that this walk this walk hasn't finished this there's still loads of this walk to go i mean hours of this walk to go so the dogs would come out thinking oh more walk brilliant uh, we're not anywhere near the gate now i can trust them and go up close and then we had to then pounce on the dogs two men Two men in their 40s 
acting in front of dogs. So there's your phoning, guys. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call on um, smiling at animals, um, why are all dog walkers uh, hideously um, uh, friendly people, have you ever had to uh, trick an animal, um, uh, what else have we talked Oh, anything? That's loads there, man. That's absolutely loads of shiz. If you want. The way it works is this. You phone up 0344 499 1000. Probably free. May only cost you pennies. You'll speak to Cass. She'll take your number, name and number and she will give you a call back. It's as simple as that. And tonight, there are two ways you can watch the show. You can watch it on periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Or you can go to facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee and you can watch it there. And if you're watching now, I'm giving you a very traditional British two fingers salute. How's about them apples, guys? Huh? Yeah? You dig? This is the late night alternative. My name's Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Oh, yes. Another two hours of this nonsense to go, dear listener. You want to dive in? You're more than welcome to. And I should stress, you can call in about absolutely anything you want. Um, it doesn't have to uh, uh, be any of the random balls that I'm spouting. You can spout any of your own randomness. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
spirits. have been summoned. Thank you. Spirits have been summoned. It's a bit noisy on the deck now. Right, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Come on, guys. Let's, let's, um, let's, let's, let's shake it out. Huh? Let's shake it out, shall we, guys? We're going to shake it out for crying out loud. It's Monday. We're all feeling a bit flaccid. I've not been able to sleep the last two nights. I'm off the caffeine. I think, I think I'm off the caffeine. I've not had any caffeine today. And, um, I had, I had one cup on Saturday of coffee. And I had one cup yesterday because I started getting the headache. But no caffeine today. The decaf today, guys. This is it. I am cured of um, that filthy caffeine addiction. Sweet Lord. That's why I'm finding it hard to get my vibe up, so to speak, if you um, catch my shizzle. 0344 This is the late night alternative. So far, we've talked about have you ever had to trick a dog? Uh, being in the cinema on your own. Atomic Blonde. Hmm, that was a good film. In fact, we can do that. Uh, films you thought were going to be rubbish and you came up going, oh, actually, that was all right. Uh, what's your favourite pen? And anything else you want to talk about? Let's go to Julie. Good evening, Julie. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Julie. What kind of cake? Um, Attenberg. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. I only really like cake that's got cream in it. Oh, yeah. I, I like, because my, here's the thing. My favourite part of any cake is the icing and the filling. That's it. So if it, if it's a dry cake, I'm not interested. See, I don't like, I, I don't like the mustard pan around the outside, which I know is the whole point of Battenberg, but it reminds me of being at my grandma's house. So I just yep. like the pink and yellow squares. Uh, listen to this, um, listen to this text sent in by yeah. a pervert. The kids at, the kids at my school used to spit in the palms of their hands and shake hands for Blood Brothers. That's not Blood Brothers. There's no, there's no blood no. involved. That's Spit Brothers. And no one wants to be a Spit Brother unless they're making a porno. <laughs> and I yeah. wouldn't want to watch a film called Spit Brothers! I wouldn't. Would you not? I, I would. wouldn't want... <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Have you listened to um, John Ronson's excellent... Excellent, excellent, excellent podcast series, The Butterfly Effect. I haven't, but I've got his selfie book that I'm uh, listening to on audio book at the moment. Oh, but not the butterfly effect. Get the, get the butterfly effect. You can get it for free, right? And it, it, it's brilliant. Six hours, and he goes and investigates. Um, th- he meets the guy that set up Pornhub, right? And then he kind of goes to see the effects that Pornhub has had. He follows kind of the butterfly yeah. effect. And it's really good, actually. It's brilliant. Um, he he goes onto the set of a porno, right? Mm. Called something like I won't do the full title because it's got rude words in. But it, the, the premise is okay. oh the the, uh, the, the, the the oh that's it. It's the cheerleader stepdaughters, right? Right. So cheerleaders, I get. I get it. You know, they bounce around. They got that. They got the little skirts and the rah rah. I get it. The pom poms. I get it. Stepdaughters. 
Yes. Stepdaughters? So well, let me get the whole, let me, the whole taboo thing, isn't it? Well, hang on a minute, right? But that's that's still. I know it's not um, blood family, but that's still family. So this poor woman, right? Her she's divorced, or her husband's died. Or we, we we don't know. Maybe he was murdered. Maybe her husband was brutally <laughs> murdered, gunned down by Nazis. Right? We don't, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably. Or he's or he's left. Either way, the husband is not there. Right? So this poor woman, she's got kids, and she's got to bring. So for a period of her life, she is a single mother, yeah? And then she meets this guy, let's call him Chuck, and Chuck is handsome, and he's got a, um, um, a good job, and he's got a penis like a baby's arm, and (laughs) they get married, right? So they get, she's with Chuck, and they get married, that's fine, that's great, that's lovely, right? But then Chuck starts boning her daughter, his stepdaughter, that is, Chucky, that is, uh, that is weird! Don't you think that's weird? Yeah, but there's... Yeah, it's, it's weird, but there's, a, there's, you know, there's a lot of niche things out there. Yeah, but, I, I mean, it's not just... It's not weird, like, um, um, getting, um... Um, trying to think of something I've done. Getting... No, I'm joking. It's not weird, like, <laughs> getting, um, you know, uh, wax burnt on your nipples and, um, like a ruler shoved up your bum. That's weird, right? But I can kind of get it. But yeah. actually... So, right, actually, A, doing it, uh, having a, a, a sexual relationship with your stepdaughter is weird. But if we step away from the story a bit of that, so there's a whole genre of... Po- there's a whole group of men that fantasise about marrying a divorcee or a widow... And then having sex with the, that woman's daughter. That well, it's, is... It's the, whole, it's, the whole, it's the whole power dynamic, isn't it, really? That is messed up, man. That is incest. And I know it's not legally yes. incest, but that is incest. Yes. If that's your stepdaughter, yes. you can't go there. It's true. It's true. I don't know why I'm laughing. Who? Who? But then, but then that's kind of that's the whole thing about uh, pornography, isn't it? It provides a, uh, a, a, a fantasy rather than... Uh, rather than the actual thing. Who do I write to but, to yeah. complain about this? This is what I want to know. I want to. I oh, want Mary to complain. No, I don't know. Here's the thing: the older I get, the older I get. And I think I've said this before. The older I get, the more I think Mary Whitehouse was actually onto something. I, had a point. She, I think she had yeah, a point. Yeah. And she was all Christian white light and stuff, and so it's slightly extreme. But she was right in as much she would say. If we allow this X, you know, whatever that was in yes. 1977, then uh, so, then that means that boundary is broken. So then people will want yeah. Y, and then they'll want Z. Well, w- we've gone past Z. We're like doing. We've, we've done the it. alphabet, and now we're, we're doing we're numbers. We're wingdings. Wingdings. Yeah, we're doing wingdings now. We're in Comic Sans. Mary Whitehouse. Mary White, we're in hieroglyphs. Mary Whitehouse was um, was right. Anyway, Julie, what did you call in for? Um, I called in about tricking. It's not tricking a dog, but tricking my cat. I had to chase my dog um, on my hands and knees, right? My hands and knees mad. under the kitchen table because <laughs> she gets so excited when her lead comes out for a walk that she just buggers off. She's gone. It's like, come here, man. 
Come here. And so I had to shut us us in the kitchen, and I'm she's like play, she and then it becomes a game for her. So then I went and stood yeah. out by the car, and she wouldn't come. So I had to. It was awful. I had to. I need to get a net. Anyway, go on. So mine is not so um yes. to. So my husband doesn't really like the two cats that we have. Elf. Okay, and yeah. at, in the evening the cats go in the uh, utility room oh. through, through the kitchen. So to, to get them into the utility room, yes, either I have to feed them. Yes, but if I've already fed them, yes. I realise that by opening the cutlery drawer, uh -oh. in a kind of Pavlovian response, yes. they come into the kitchen. Well, hang on. So hang on. It's not kind of a Pavlovian response. It's literally oh. a Pavlovian literally response. A Pavlovian literally a Pavlovian response. Pavlov's cats. Yeah. So, um, so they were both come in. Now, one of them is remarkably clever. Yes. And realised that when I do that now, yes, that there's not necessarily food. Oh. So he won't come into the kitchen. Yes. Oh, she's gone. Well, can you get Julie back, please? Because I want to find out the rest of the story. And um, we will find out after this. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. What the hell, what the hell happened to you, Julie? I don't know. I think it might, it might have been the cat. Maybe. Could, could have been. Disconnecting the call. Yes. Well, so. did you have anything more to contribute to the, uh, the, um, the show? Did you have anything more? Yes. Yes. Go yes. on then. So, so yes. what I have to do now yes. is I have to go. I go into the kitchen. I have to hide behind the door. Yes. Holding, holding my breath. Oh. Holding. So that it's like you so said. You said breath. Breath. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to hold my breath. Yep. So that the cat, so that the cat comes into the kitchen. But he's now realised that I do that. So instead of coming into the kitchen, what? he just peeks around the door. Yeah. He peeks around the door. Yep. So it's kind of like the velociraptors in Jurassic Park who keep learning things. Uh, so I'm having to find different ways to, um, to to trick him. I know a trick you could do. Take him to the vet and get him put down. That'd learn him. <laughs> That'd <laughs> catch him out, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Schrodinger's cat. Here's, yeah. the, here's the thing. My cat, you know my cat's getting treatment from the vet? We've got insurance because I'm sensible. I'm clever. So far, it's cost me um, 360 quid. And the insurance company, they've stumped up 90 pounds. 90, I, was, I thought, right, it's 90 pounds, um, 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 not deferment. Um, what's the thing when you pay the first excess. bit? Excess. Yes. No, so there's about 100 pounds excess. I thought, that's fair enough. And then they said, oh, yeah, and because your cat's over 10 years old, um, that's like another third of it that you have to pay. What the oh, what? They've given me the 90 quid. Absolute. Rotters. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks. Julie. Oh, she's gone. Uh, let's go to Dom. Good evening, Dom. Evening, boss. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, Dom. What you got for us? Um, I've not done a biography for a while, and since the brain is not there, I wondered if you wanted to go. Yes. What do you mean? The bra hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, buddy. She's about three one up, mate. Because I let her do it, mate. Because she's, you know, oh, because I'm you're a, a gentleman. I am. Um, I'm, no, I'm not a gentleman. Actually, I'm a bastard. But I am. I'm um, a feminist. You're a feminist bastard. All right. Okay. Thank, thank you very much indeed. That's the title of my autobiography. That's going to be out in time for Christmas. It's great for kids. Anyway, I'm yes. Writing it. Yeah. Right. Uh, page between eight and three hundred, and get off. Oh nine. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. 
I will take out any swears. I'll take out any. Dom, just for those new things. listeners, Dom is going to read um, a, a bit that we have randomly selected. You heard the random selection process. He is going to read a bit from uh, an autobiography or a biography, and I will guess by whom it is by. What, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Star there we go. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. Yes, Dom. Go on. Okay, I'm going yes. to start mid-sentence just because the, the first sentence yes. of the line yes. sounds really good. Yes. If it was slapping you in the face with his dick. What? Which, to be honest, uh, which, to be honest, I'm about this far away from trying. I just want some response from you. Any response. Most of the crowd would be amused and confused. Wow. Did I mean any of this? Was it a joke? Oh. Was it anywhere near being funny? Yes. It was a hot night, and they stayed quiet and soporific. Though I sensed they were slightly on the edge of their seats to see where this belligerent improvisation would go. Oh. I'm not sure. Can I go on? I told them. Not just with the gig, with life itself. Oi! So, hang What's on a minute. Point? Hang on a minute. It's a comedian, yeah? It's, yeah, you can, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, you can take that. No, I'm taking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking. I'm telling you, it's a comedian, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's a comedian, but I can see how you've worked that out. Well, it could have been, um, it could have been a singer. Uh, yeah, true. Thank true. you. Continue. If I kill myself on stage, would that at least get a reaction out of you? Oh. Would you applaud me as I died for my art? They didn't seem to care. I wonder if I can kill myself by pushing this microphone into my eye. Let's give it a go. It's a British this comedian. It's a British comedian. It is a British comedian. Yeah, we go. We get, we get, what I'm doing is I'm, um, it's like, uh, tri I'm triangulating. Triangulating. Do you want me to carry on with this page? Yeah, of course. Like yeah, of page? Yeah, yeah, let's just jump to page um, 261. 261. This is going to be it. This is going to be the final piece. In the, Hang on a second. Let me, uh, let me bring in. Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Yep. Um, have you guessed whose autobiography, and it's an autobiography, have you guessed whose autobiography? Yeah. Oh, God, but I need to hear 261 to confirm my suspicions. Okay. Oh, he's got suspicions. Ooh, he's got suspicions. Indeed. I've always been suspect of Alan. Yeah. All right, Alan, ready? JK. <laughs> I am never going to be one of the purple-faced men with a W.C. Fields nose and nothing in my life but a can of beer and some urine-soaked sweatpants. But it wouldn't take much to push me into drinking enough for that to happen. I already spend my evening shouting swear words in the face of respectable people. Stop the cock! Stop the cock! Alan, who do you think it is? Because I know. I would have said Alan Carr. Oh! I would have said Frankie Boyle. Give it up! Yep. Both wrong. Oh, balls. But luckily, I get paid for doing that and have a home. If I didn't have that home, I'd be homeless. And not just in the most obvious sense. Oh. The more I didn't drink, so that's a clue. So it's a boozer. The more drunks I saw. Or it, a former boozer. Well, well obviously, it's a for, so it's a former boozer. That's why I went back. See, I knew that. That's why I went with Frankie Boyle. Mm. He's a former boozer, isn't he? He is, yeah. Mm, former like boozer. But, turned me into a Haley Joel Osment in a different... What's that word? What? Dysomaniac dipsomaniac version of what? the Sixth Sense. What? Sorry, I'm, I'm tripping on the word. Dipsomaniac. I'll give you a dipsomaniac right up your jacksy in a minute, sunshine. So... This is more of a mainstream comedian. No. Oh. Ah. Give us one more page. Uh, I would like page uh, 301, please. Okay, if you don't get well, that's right at the end. If you don't get it from this, I can give you one clue. I, don't, I, don't need, I won't need a clue, buddy. I won't need a clue. I'm, I'm, I'm in like Flynn. Yeah, you 
chat rubbish you do. Okay. 301. The old fella bid the Smith cashier goodbye and came back to the bench. I was getting up to leave. The people behind you must have been getting cross. You were holding them up, these the wife. He just smiled and gently mimicked her nagging by moving his mouth up and down like a fish. She gave him the lightest of taps and laughed. It was genuinely funny. And even sweeter was the fact that here were octogenarians still clearly feeling like they were teenagers and doing their best to act like it. Growing up can sometimes mean giving up. They stayed young at heart and were still smiling despite their problems. But Peter Kay! Peter Kay! No, it's not mentioned the 1980s or grifters <laughs> at all. I'm out. Alan, go on. Oh, I need a clue. No, oh, for goodness sakes, you absolute bell end. Yes. Okay, your clue is. Yes. I thought Lenny Henry was better than him. John Gorman. John Gorman? From Tiswag. Who's John Gorman? Who's the one that did the water cycle gag? He did the what? He did the water cycle gag. Mate, that is a really niche. <laughs> a really, really niche community. So, you have to understand kids like to understand is it, that. So I'm guessing because you, I know you're a bit racist, uh, Dom. Is it a black man? It's not. Oh, it makes Do me. Do not remember yesterday? Me. Not really. No, I don't. Here's the truth. I don't really remember yesterday. No. Do you remember when I rang up Virgin and said my gay lover Gary preferred uh, this person by third Lenny Henry? Um, Did a little funny call. I don't really. I, honestly, listen, uh, guys. I hate to break it to you that I, I, I don't even remember what happened in the first hour of this show. Let alone what I did yesterday. So Well you wish you, you said that Kath was gonna die on a scooter accident. I would never say anything as uh, horrific as that, Dominic! How dare you <laughs> Oh my god, he's full name me. Um go on, what what uh, Johnny Vegas How not to grow up a coming of age memoir sought of by Richard Herring. Oh for goodness sakes, go away, go away. Unbelievable Alan, we don't we don't need that. No, we Richard Herring, I've never heard of him. You've never heard of Richard Herring? Oh, because you don't listen to this show, do you? Not very often. But I want to talk about films. Yes. Well, you know you said a bad film which turned out to be pretty good. Well, I want to talk about high expectations for a film which turned I'm, out I'm to getting, be like, well literally it. every fifth word. So if you can just take the dick out oh. of the mouth, Alan, and try it again. <coughs> that'll be nice. I want to talk about films that were high expectations, but turned out to be rubbish. Oh, so the opposite of what I was saying? Well, turning it on its head. Okay, you see what you've done there, yeah. So the op- the crocodile Hunter, Collision Course. <laughs> what even, what even is that? Steve Irwin. Hang on a minute. Steve Irwin made a movie? Yep. And you thought it would be good? Yeah. And it was rubbish? Yeah. Thanks for calling, Alan. I mean, uh, why would anyone think that a Steve Irwin movie, may God rest his soul, was go- ever going to be any good? Can you imagine Alan going to the pictures to watch that and, like, ten minutes in, going, oh, I hope it picks up. Twenty minutes in, oh, come on, man, I really hope it... Half an hour in, this is a stinker. This Steve Irwin movie, I, I'm so surprised. I thought it was going to be, um... I thought it was going to be good. 0344 is the telephone number. Evening, Kyle! Evening, boss. You all right? I'm all right, thank you, Carl. What have you got for us? Well, I was. Uh, I might. I might ring you later in the week if that's all right about uh, DWP and my my war with them. 
but that's a bit serious. I don't want to weigh on your vibe. Hang on a minute. You, are you are you booking a slot later in the week? Well, no, I was going to chance my arm and Oh, that's... Do you know... No, right. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Right, we can't do it now. So we're going to do it on tomorrow's show. Re- remind me. Tomorrow's show, people can phone in and book their slot for Friday's show. Does that make sense, Carl? Yeah, no, no. So, I was just but they phone in and they say, "Right, I would like to come on." This is what the oh, this is brilliant, right? So tomorrow that you've got to phone him, and you've got to say, "I'd like to come on Friday show, eleven uh, forty, and I'd like to talk about um, I don't know, Unistubs. I don't know. It's the first thing that came to my head. So you've got to you've got to um, book the time for Friday show, and the topic, and if um, you're if you don't come on on that time. Then you're dead to me. Is it, is it not like the doctors though? That like, we might be on like old for ages. No. Oh, oh god, I've got my ages. I'm sorry. No. I will. Oh. I will. I will stick to a very strict. <laughs> I'm gonna, I will, I'll even write it down on a bit of paper. And you know when I write stuff down, Carl, I'm taking things very, very seriously. We yeah, will stick no. to a very tight appointment schedule. I, I appreciate that. My, my DWP was might be might be gone by Friday, but I'm willing to give it a go. I don't know what the DWP is. Let me try and work it out. Department of Work and Pensions. Yes. Yay. Well, you can you can give it now if you want. No, no, it's all right because it's like I want I want to uh, I want to I want to contribute to the vibe. So what I was going to do is uh, can we have a Tom Jones off? A what? A Tom Jones off. You can't say Jones properly. I did Tom Jones. You're not saying jo- you're saying Tom Jones. Tom, say again. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Jones. You're saying Jones. You'll make you've made Jones into two syllables. Tom Tom Jones. Oh, people always have a go at me about the word mayor as well. Mayor. You know, like the mayor of a town. But you're saying you're saying mayor is in a horse. Y- yeah. Or, or a knight. Yeah. Well, I meant anyway. That bloke, the Welsh bloke, who swings his chair around on the voice. The mayor. No, that's no. The mayor's a horse. Right. Tom Jones. What the is hell is right? I, I've got no idea. I don't even know what a Tom Jones off is. Well, you know, we we both do an impression of Tom Jones, and we see which one's better. I don't know what he sounds like. Well, he does that thing, doesn't he? Like in Sex Bomb, where he goes Whoa! like that. All right, all right, all right. Go on. Then. Well, I've just done it. I've just done mine. Was that it? Well, I can I can try again. Go on, try again. Hua! Hua! Oh, yeah, but, well, don't know. Does this say anything else? Hua! Oh, in a valley. Well, I don't. I, do you, you said you didn't want to kill the vibe. I feel like I have uh, put a bullet in it. I'm really sorry. Thanks for calling, Carl. 0344 499 That's what we're going to do tomorrow. Tomorrow, you've got to phone in to book your slot for Friday show with um, your topic and your time. Okay? Right, fine. Good. Sorted. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Good evening, as hey hip 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 as Ian. Can I hear Star Trek noises in the background? No. 
I could hear Star Trek noises in the background before. Not at all. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Mate, you, I, okay. I think maybe you watch too much Star Trek. I've never watched Star Trek. How do you know there's Star Trek noises, then? I don't know. That's the weird thing. Wowzers. Ian, have you ever been acknowledged in a PhD thesis before? Um, that's, a, that's an excellent question, Az. And, um, um, uh, m- m- my, uh, data, um, would indicate, um, that that has yet to happen. That, that honour has yet to befall me, Az. Your data needs to be updated, sir. Why you have that? been acknowledged in my PhD thesis. Oh, WTF, and we know what the F stands for. What are you talking about? I just handed in my PhD thesis, cancer yep. research, sir. You are in the acknowledgement, sir. Yeah, because I, you've... Oh, at last, someone recognises my cure for cancer! Exactly! Yeah! Uh, actually, it wasn't quite that. It oh. was more that in, on late nights when I was stuck in an lab on my own, I listened to a lot of Ian Lee. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Did yeah, it... you, helped me get through, you helped me get through the really boring nights alone in the lab. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Are you telling me that I'm not actually... In your thesis, I'm just like in, like, I'm, I'm in the bibliography. You're in the acknowledgements at the start. Where it says, that's... Thanks to this person, you're like on the second page. Mate, that, I totally got my hopes up there. I don't want to be in the thanks for, did you ask my permission if I could be in the thanks? No, I thought you'd appreciate it. Oh man, I want to be in the actual thing saying, and, uh, Ian Lee's got this wicked cure for cancer that nobody knows anything about. Um, uh, but it's, uh, but it's, it's brilliant, and it involves Xbox and, and, uh, stuff. Well, if I come up with an actual cure, then I can always call it Ian Limnab or something. Yeah, well, that's very kind of you to put me Would in. Would that do? I mean, you've, you've indirectly contributed to cancer research. Oh, yeah, I mean, but I, um, I, 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 thanks, I guess. I mean, yeah, thanks, I guess, yeah. Ian, be nice, my cat died. My girlfriend killed it, remember? Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Your yeah. girlfriend did kill your cat. Yeah, my fiancé killed my cat. Has she, um, how's she, um, coping, uh, with that? Is she, um, putting her hands up yet? She doesn't seem too phased by it. Man, you've got, you've got a ditcher. Yeah, does she, does your, does your girlfriend get a mention in your, uh, PhD thesis? Yeah, of course she does. Who gets mentioned first, me or her? Good point. I can't remember. Mate, she is she has killed a cat. I've only killed two rabbits and a cat. Oh. I have killed a cat actually. This is a true. St- have I told you about when I had to stove a, a cat's head in with a brick? A uh, cat, really? Yeah, I did. I was in Spain, and I was having a horrible holiday because I was on this medication, and it made me go bright red. And the one day I went out, I saw a cat get run over by a car. Um, and its body was, like, flat, but the cat was still alive, right? Oh, I do remember this, And yeah, so right. I had to get a brick, Ooh. and I had to stove its head in. Of course, Ooh. it was before we had, um, before we could, we had camera phones, otherwise I would film it. But, um... I, I, I had to cut a pigeon's head off as well the other week. Oh, buddy, this is the wowzers! Why, did, why did you have to? decapitate it because the cat outside of my friend's house wow. threw it out the window dragging a pigeon across the ground Flipping went it. outside hoping that the pigeon was dead yeah, yeah, yeah. looked dead until it started opening and closing its beak why did you choose the um why did you choose the isis form of execution that's a controversial method it seemed the cleanest way of doing it 
Because I got a pair of garden shears from their shed. Oh, sweet Jesus, you didn't. This is horrific. And I kind of stamped it around. Well, we don't even need to. We don't even need need to. We can imagine it. I opened it really wide so that I could get... Well, okay, okay, uh, that's great. That's a great... That was great. Of course, it was was, was a joke. It was was not a joke. It was real, but that was horrific. Um, If ever there is... Because we have a cat, although she doesn't really go out now, um, if it, but she would bring in, you know, injured, uh, what was the last animal I had to kill? A vole. There was a vole in the kitchen floor, just twitching. And I said, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it outside and set it free, shall I, guys? In the garage. Anyway, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. It's a grim reality that these things happen and, and we, we make the most of it and, um, and that's how that goes. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Now, there's a story in the newspapers today, right? And I've not read all of it because I'm hoping... It's a, it's a story about... Um, you know what the Sun often do that thing where they do a story and then they do five songs that fit the story. And I've not deliberately not read the songs, Okay. Because I'm, I'm hoping they're going to be... Sometimes they're really funny and clever. Sometimes they are absolutely awful. So, here's the story. The Ring and I. Oh, yeah. Ali's life is to be made into a stage musical. Not Ali Bongo. Muhammad Ali. No, but it's not Ali. It's Ali. Ali. Muhammad Ali. The life of boxing great... It would be good if it was um, Ali Osman from Ozcabs, but it's not. The life of boxing great Muhammad Ali is to be turned into a knockout musical. This is ri- this story is written by someone called Benji Potter. Is Benji a real name? And also, is this how you spell Benji? B-E-N-J-Y. That's a... For a, for a grown-up adult to call themselves Benji, that to me, feels a little bit weird. Does it to you? Does to me. Producer David Sonnenberg, the man behind Meatloaf stage hit Bat Out of Hell. <laughs> Jesus. There's a musical of Bat Out of Hell. It's a good album. I wouldn't want to go and see the show. Is now on the hunt to find a suitable actor to play Ali. Um, and it would, it, I don't think you're allowed to black up anymore in the West End, so it would probably have to be a, a, a black gentleman, which is great. He told The Sun the musical would be based on the Oscar-winning documentary When We Were Kings. He said, we can't wait to be doing it. We have no clue who will play Muhammad, but it's going to be great. Um, heavyweight champion Ali died in June 2016, age 74, after a 32 year battle with Parkinson's disease. A theatre source said, So Benji Potter's got theatre sources. In other words, he just made it up. A theatre source said, The popularity of the film will no doubt get audiences down to the theatre. Now, here's the bit where they've, um, they've, uh, top five Ali musicals. So they've done musicals. That would uh, would fit Muhammad Ali. So they've not done songs; they've done musicals. Jeez, and I'll be honest, they're rubbish. First one is <clears throat> Ali, get your gun. 
Come on, guys. Second one I like. <laughs> Second one's brilliant. Hitty, hitty, bang, bang. Hitty, hitty, because he, he was, uh, uh, what do they call a punching man? Boxer. The Hook of Mormon. Uh, swinging in the rain, and we will sock you, dear listener. People are getting paid to, uh, to write this kind of stuff and put it in your newspapers. What paper is it? Oh, it's The Sun. They own us. Brilliant. It's a great story. I enjoyed that. And I think Benji Potter is probably one of the greatest journalists this country has ever seen. And, and um, I look forward to, uh, to Benji taking over the weekend breakfast. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Don't forget, you can listen to us on DAB. You can download the Talk Radio app. And, of course, you can go online to talkradio.co.uk. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. Oh, I say, new, uh, new jingles, guys. New jingles, guys. Wowzers. Evening, Paul. Hello. Hello, Paul. Hello. Yep. You haven't seen the uh, shocking dollars when they're saying about uh, stooping cats' heads. Yeah, it was shocking. Absolutely shocking. It's shocking, yep. But it happened. It's a true story. Well, yeah, but you shouldn't go uh, saying that on air, should you? Why? I like condoned it. Well, I, I, I did it. I, can, I condone it because I did it. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> explain to me how you did it then and okay. when it was. Well, no, go on. Yeah. It's a painful experience for me to, to bring up, but I, I, I stove the cat's head in. Yeah, how? How With, did the circumstance come around? Well, I picked up a brick. Yeah. And I stoved its head in. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. I can uh, publicise that and just... Condone that. Well, I did it. I condone it because I did it. God, and, and you're there at night just saying that to folk. Well, I, 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 what did you hear me say, Paul? No, I heard you say that you, you you've stoned a cat. Stoved. You've stoved its head in. Yeah. And, uh, <sighs> I can just condone it. Or I right, can well, just, I, like, stop saying the word condone. I, I don't like think it. you know what condone means. Um, yeah, I, di- I, I did it. I did it, Paul. Did you? Uh, yeah. is, is that all? You, is that all you heard me saying? Yeah. Right. And for how what long? Reason though. Right. For what reason? Right. Well, so how long have you been listening to this show for? Uh, about three years. Right. Well, what on this station? Yeah. Right. You've been listening to this show on this station for about three years. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Right. Even Keep though this station. Even, no, go on. even though this. On. Yeah, I'm going to. Even though this station has only yeah. been going since March the 21st of last year, you've yeah, been listening to this show on this station okay. for three years. No, just keep telling me, because I'm in three by like, that's why I phoned up. Well, you, you claim to be listening to a show for three years that's only been yeah. running for less than a year and a half. Yeah, so what are you trying to say to me? Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what's the point of your show, then? There's no point in the show. Yeah. yeah. What was the point so of your lie? Bad Tom just like a bean 
abusing everybody and no, I'm not. Uh, abu- I only abuse idiots, and, and you're an idiot and a liar. Yeah. Oh, you are as well. well I'm not. Uh, I've not lied. No, I've not lied, no, and I'm not no, an idiot. Carry on. No, no, just carry on. Well, uh, you said you've been listening to this for three no, years. Three bite though, but what? when have you killed this cat lark in there? Yeah. When have you done this and that? Yeah. I didn't. Was there a question there? Yeah, there was a question. Yeah. What was the yeah. question? What? When have you killed this cat? And, it was uh, about. It was about fifteen years ago. Yeah, well. And, what was your reason behind that one? Like, you can lost cat. You know, it's full on. Huh? Yeah. Is it? Uh, is it? Well, what? what were your circumstances like when you killed this cat? My circumstances? Um, I was doing all right. I had a few quid in the bank. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but so you killed the cat? Yes. Yeah, I don't, yes, Gra- grab that. Shocking. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. No, I'm, uh, but I'm, I'm you a... You are one morbid person. No, I'm, I'm a better human being than you are. How are you? Why well, is that? Well, because... You're yourself up. Because tell I'm, I'm telling you, if you shut up, Paul, I'll tell you. Because, first of all, I've not told a lie. You shut up. You don't sh- tell me shut up, you. No, you shut up. Don't tell me to shut up. My show. You, you idiot. Go on, go on. Get down yourself now. You, uh, I don't, you don't know what the word condone means. Listen, why did you feel it right to put on there that you killed the cat? Come on, explain about that. I'm sure I've told this story before in the last three years on this radio station that's been going for less than 18 months. Yeah. Come on. What? Come on. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking to you. No. Go on. Who are you talking to? Oh, uh, you're right. You, go on. Are you in... What is, is this going uh, on? Explain who you, about it. Who are you talking to? It's okay. I'm talking to my wife. There's no one there. Okay. Okay. So you're imagining your wife is there now? Yeah. Okay. Come on. Tell me a story. You're proper sick, aren't you? I'm not as sick as you, mate. You've, you, you, you've been listening to a station for three years that's not been on the air for 18 months, and you've got an imaginary wife. Are you crying? Hello? Are you crying? No, no, no. Okay, sounds like you're crying. There's nothing wrong with crying. I like to cry. I love a good cry. Well, you would do. You're a bit sad, aren't you? Oh, I can be a bit sad at times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I'm a better human being than you are. And I think that's why you're crying now, isn't it? Because you've realised it. Realising it is the first step. towards becoming a better man and a better human being. Don't you think, Paul? Paul, are you still there? Paul? I think we've lost Paul. 
a strange little man. Uh, let's go to another Paul. Good evening, other Paul. Ian, Ian. Yeah? Good evening. Yes? Are all Paul's numpties? No, no, trust me. I'm changing my name tomorrow because I'm sick of all these puppets <laughs> being in your show. <laughs> Are we just like, is this show just a magnet for, for dumb for Paul's? Did, did he say you stoved Cass head in with a moped? Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> and I would do it again, given half the chance. <laughs> anyway, I rung up two things. Today I told the missus that I'm going to play Had in Hyde Park. Oh, are you coming? Yeah. Oh, we're you. doing, let me just say, because I've not mentioned it for a while, because I've realised it's ages away and I've been talking about it. So we played Had, stroke Tag, stroke It with some of the listeners a few weeks ago. We are doing it again and we're doing it on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, Sunday, I think it's the 3rd of September at 3 o'clock, Hyde Park, Speaker's Corner. We're going to meet there. We're going to play Tag for uh, for about an hour. Everybody is welcome and kids are welcome as well and we'll have a right old laugh. And Paul's coming! Yeah, well, I told the missus today that I'm coming to yeah. Hyde Park to play Had. Yeah. And she said, grow up, you effing dickens. Hey! Well, now, here's the thing, right? First of all, she's, 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 she's right. I love you too, darling. She's right. You are an effing dickhead, but she's wrong. You should grow up. No one should grow up, right? Put it off as long as you can. But now... People keep sending me links, right? And I don't click on links because I just can't be bothered. Most of them are rubbish. When someone says, yeah, have a listen to this tune. You'll re- like it, Lake. And, I li- and the, the few times I do click on it, it is rubbish. Yeah, but yeah, someone's yeah. been sending me links. Apparently, someone's nicked our idea, Paul, and they're setting up professional had for grown-ups. Meals, is it? No, Scott Mills. <laughs> Probably no. Scott Mills is doing um, st- stuck in the mud in Regent's Park, um, uh, uh, off ground here. No, but someone has set up like a tournament of tag. No, totally copied my idea. It, yeah, have copyrighted it. It's outrageous. What I was bringing for the original. Yep. Have you ever had a really disappointing dream? <laughs> no, no, I had an amazing dream, right? Yep, yep. I was in down the local pub and two salts come over. All right, oh. my brother, blah, blah, all this, yep. and I thought, oh, I'm not having to touch you. I'm going to get get me nuts in here. What? Hey, steady on. Yeah. Steady on. So, next thing, they like, do you want to come to a swingers party? So, he's like, yeah, 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 that's something this, that's something this. Yeah. So he gets in the car with his birds, and we drive and drive. We come to this great big country house, and it's obviously a dream, but you're thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the next thing, when we get to this house, we go through these big doors into this massive, massive garden. Yeah. And everyone's playing on garden swings, and there's no swing. That is, um, uh, other, uh, for, for a start, other people's dreams are always dull. But that is dis- Most of my dreams at the moment, because I'm on these pills, Paul, my, this metazapine, they're all, um, they're all anxiety dreams. So it's, oh, yeah, yeah. it's all constantly, uh, uh, the dream about an exam that I haven't studied for, um, the dream about it's the end of, um, uh, I get very sad at the end of things. And by the end of things, I mean, uh, the end of jobs or when, uh, we went from primary school up to middle school. I found that so traumatic. And, and, and at the moment, it's a dream about it's the end of my university degree. Again, another event I found really traumatic. And there's like a big party. Um, and I'm there, but I can't find anybody that I knew. 
Um, and I've allowed myself to drink. It's like I'm going to let myself drink this one night. But I'm just wandering around looking for people. So, um, there's, the, the, yeah, the, all of my dreams at the moment are disappointing. Do you ever get the dream when your teeth are falling out as well? That's meant to be anxiety. That's anxiety. Well. Here's the thing. I've stopped having that. But I've, I, I, my new anxiety dream is me smashing the screen of my mobile phone. And yeah, because you know how much it's going to Yeah, it's, it's 140 <laughs> quid. And I, so instead of having the dreams where my teeth are falling out, I'm now having a dream where I pick up my phone and go, oh, no, it's smashed, and I just paid to get that fixed. Uh, Awful. There's money they cost you. Paul, Unbelievable. It's, I will see you in Hyde Park, my friend, and I will teach you a thing or two about tag. That's happening. That's happening. Sunday, September the 3rd, uh, we're going to play tag. We're going to record it. But um, whereas before we recorded the whole thing and we got an hour of radio, I think we might just get like a little 10 minute thing out of it. We'll see how it goes. You know, it, it might be wonderful and stuff, but we're going to do a little 10 minute record. And also um, Mugger Harris, um, Dan, who has uh, done some brilliant films, he's going to come down and film it. So that is, uh, so we'll make a little movie. So kids are welcome, but be warned that oh my neck click then that we're going to be filming it so your kids might end up um it's only going to go on my youtube channel but i won't be bringing my children as because i don't want them i don't want you to know what my kids look like i always find it weird these and i'm i'm going to say the word and i, I i'm not applying it to myself but these celebrities that are always um uh you, you know what their kids look like and they go i went to one premiere of a kid's film, and I took my niece and nephew, it was Rio 2, oh, it's actually it's quite a good film, um, and I didn't, re- it was like on a Sunday morning, about 11 o'clock, it wasn't a premiere, it was like a press, it was a screening for press, but I didn't realise there would be, you'd have to stand outside and have your pictures taken with your kids and stuff, so I, um, my sister came and her kids, and I said, look, I'm going to go and get my picture taken, but I don't really want a picture taken with the kids because I don't want them to get involved in this madness. You know, I don't want their picture online and stuff like that. That's not um, it's not fair on them. So if you look, if you look, and I've seen this picture pop up a lot. It's a picture of me wearing a blue suit and a pale blue shirt. And behind me, there's like leaves, like um, like jungle leaves. And they use that picture quite a lot recently where did i see it online for something and um that's from the uh press screening of rio 2 if you must know i've had some new pictures taken by the brilliant kelly joe hearsay and um she's somehow uh, i look a little bit fat in some of them but you know but somehow um because i was using pictures that were seven years old my publicity shots are like seven years old and uh i don't think there's any gray in it and i look it was before i had kids and i look wrinkle free and all of this so I thought it time to get some new photos done. And um, in some of them, I look all right. I don't know how she's done it. Uh, there must be, um, like, you must be able to put it into a computer now and just press make make old, make old fat old man look all right filter. I don't know what that it must be, the thing. Uh, because I look all right on some of them. I, I, I'm looking at it thinking, what? If if I were, here's the thing about being gay, right? And it's more with I've noticed it more with gay men than with gay women, right? 
and this is a massive generalisation, which is probably quite offensive, but most gay men that I have ever seen in my life, their partner looks like them. Have you noticed that? They they do. And I've been thinking about it a lot recently. And I couldn't go gay because just uh, I don't find I just don't find willies attractive. I think they're horrible things. So I, that that would, would put me off it. But I'd love to be gay because I'd love to just like have, um, like just live with a bloke and stuff. And because it would just be more fun than you know living with a woman. Uh, maybe I'm giving away too much about my private life. But also, I'd love I'd love to have sex with someone that looked like me, just once, just really because. I would be, um, I would be getting pleasure, but I would also be giving me pleasure. Does that make sense? Probably not now that I've said it out loud, but in my head, it makes, it makes, it makes wonderful, wonderful sense. So I can, what I'm saying is, um, gay brothers, I can understand why you choose someone who looks like you. I get it. I would do the same thing. And if there was a man who looked like me, I might even go gay for a night just you know but there's a lot of ifs and buts in there i don't want to say that if anyone does look like me it's not a done deal right there's 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 a lot of things a lot of criteria you'd have to meet send me an email with a picture face first then we'll see um and let's see how we get on oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is the late night alternative on talk radio Talk Radio. Let's be having you, dear listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Another hour of this absolute guff to go. I don't really know what's happening in terms of the call quality, but let's see if we can up it ever so slightly. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
We go 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Not so sure why I'm saying it through, um, what do they call it, gritted teeth, but um, there's got to be some reason for it, guys. There's got to be some reason for it. Uh, Kath's not here. She's off um, on uh, holiday. When I say on holiday, she's just sat at home, uh, probably listening to LBC and Ann Collins. Let's be completely honest. Why would she want to listen to this rubbish on a night off? Uh, oh, for all the new people listening, um, we've talked about um, uh, killing animals. Uh, we have talked about playing tag. Uh, we've talked about being alone in a cinema, about um, uh, Atomic Blonde. Uh, we've talked about all kinds of stuff. You can call in about any of that stuff, 0344 or you're more than welcome to call in about absolutely anything you want now we tend we i us they them whom tend to kind of avoid you know brexit and trump and nazis and stuff but if you want to call in about that kind of shiz man you're very very welcome to it's called the late night alternative for a reason because you'll find all of that stuff just flick to the usual suspects um around your dial people don't have dials anymore and um you can hear that stuff there so we kind of tend to avoid that and do stuff that's a little bit more frivolous a little bit uh, more uh, uh, flighty and certainly more fruity uh, but you can call them about anything 0344 499-1000 is the telephone number. And just to flag up tomorrow's show, you can still call in about stuff tomorrow, but also, um, if you want to be on Friday's show, you can only come on Friday's show if you've called up tomorrow to book your slot. You have to tell me what time you want to come on on Friday and what you want to talk about. You'll still have to call up on Friday... Um, but we will call you back. But you, you've got to call up at, at, at least two minutes before your slot. And um, you, you never know. There may be a cancellation. We might be able to fit you in a little bit earlier. But that's tomorrow's show. 0344 499 1000. Oh, look. Um, I have children. Um, they are insane. They've been away. The kids have been away uh, for a weekend right? with their mum. They went away. So I've not seen them since, I don't know, Thursday or something. And um, so they came home today and I saw them and they weren't, they were not, someone said, oh, they must have been pleased to see you. No, no, it, it could, couldn't, couldn't have, have cared less. Was, hey guys, nice to see you. Huh? But, did you have a good weekend? Uh, can you help us with this bit on the Lego game, please? Sorry? Can you help us with this bit on the Lego game? And so I've got to go and go and play Lego Worlds with them and show them how to do a really easy bit. They're not my children, because my kids would know how to do those Lego games easy. Instead, every five minutes, Dad, can you do this bit for us? It's, it's hard. I ended up I ended up going on YouTube and working out how to do it, because I just started to find those Lego games tedious. Oh, by the way, we'll start this hour properly in a second. Um... I am a gamer. I'm a 44-year-old man. I'm a gamer. I have an Xbox One. Can someone recommend... I just want a good game to get my teeth into. Uh, 
I was excited at the prospect of the new micro-machines. But everyone tells me that the new micro-machines is a stinker, which is a shame, because I liked the old micro-machines a lot. So, uh, if it, I just want a game. I, Resident Evil, I kind of dug a bit, but I, I, I just... I'm, so, I, I, I want a game to sink my teeth into, please. That'll be fun. Speaking of games... Pokemon and no-go. Oh. Um, game sparks rocks and rows. Huh? This is but Right, okay. You, this is in the sun again, which is, you know. Um, it's by Harry Cole. And it's... Oh, okay, okay, I see. Yes, Westminster Correspondent. It's the Westminster Correspondent. It ties in right at the end of the story. My kids love Pokemon. I interviewed... Um, the guy who invented Pokemon Go. And he was a really, really nice bloke. But I think I offended him by saying something. Do you ever get that feeling when you're getting on with someone and then you sort of make a, 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 an off-the-cuff remark and just feel just feel the vibe changing ever so slightly? And I think I did that with the guy who invented Pokemon Go, which is a shame because he's a multi-millionaire and he was going to send me a load of free stuff and that free stuff never came. So I'm pretty confident I um, upset him. Anyway, the Pokemon Go craze sparked a crime wave, including muggings, a 30-strong brawl and domestics it has emerged. Police logs, <laughs> logs, revealed it all... Oh, no! No! Police... This is not funny. It's not funny. Police logs revealed it also led to a pervert fan exposing himself. He crept up behind a woman and asked, Are you playing Pokemon Go? She turned to see him performing a sex act. Oh, dear God, disgusting. Uh, the unidentified man remains at large. Oh, in West Yorkshire. Other victims were mugged for their phones while playing the app-based challenge. Why have they used the word challenge? They just had to come up with a different word for game, didn't they? So they came up with challenge. Police also broke up a 30-strong brawl that erupted over it in Surrey. 30... But I don't understand what they'd be fighting for. Because in Pokemon, in Pokemon Go, I mean, it's, it's kind of cute, and my kids love it, but it's a little... You know, the novelty for me wore off quite quickly. You go around collecting Pokemon, and then you go to a Poke Gym, and you have a Poke Battle. I mean, <laughs> so why would thirty people end up having a brawl? And West Midlands officers were called to two domestic bust-ups sparked by Pokemon Go. The game, launched in July last year, sees players use phone cameras to hunt monsters superimposed onto real-life settings. And this is why it's from the Westminster Correspondent. The Lib Dems, who exposed the crime wave... Crime wave? Really? Using freedom of information laws, last night called it... 
deeply dis- deeply concerning. Ex-leader Tim Farron said... Uh, this is the weird story. It's taking many, many weird twists and turns. Do you think, or is it just me? Ex-leader Tim Farron doesn't like gays, doesn't like gay marriage, doesn't like gay sex, said, hearing serious crimes are committed using Pokemon is worrying, especially as a dad with kids who love the game. It clearly shows nothing is 100% safe. I don't get that story at all. No, going off um, with a a £600 ornament uh, into the woods is probably not a safe thing to do for kids. Anyone? Just me? Okie dokie, okie dokie. 0344-499-1000. is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Leslie Avenue, 344 Four nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Jonathan. Hello, Ian. Hello, Jonathan. Hi. Uh, if you're looking for a game on Xbox One to get your teeth into, yes, there's only one real choice, and that's Metal Gear Solid Five. Now, um, okay, where is that? Did that? Because I. Hang on a second. Just indulge us for a second, dear listener. It's going to get geeky. If you want to stop it getting geeky, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, cause there was about two years ago, there was like a short Metal Gear Solid that k- kind of came out for free. That's not that, is it? It's the second part, Phantom Pain. And, but is it a full game? Cause I completed that yeah. other bit in about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the, it's the full game, the Phantom Pain. Right. I'm getting it. I like a little it, bit of Metal Gear Solid. Bleep, bleep, bleep. It does all that, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's it's not just a great challenge. Yes. There's another aspect of it that you and I both absolutely love, and that is the soundtrack. You haven't just got the David Bowie and the 80s songs. Oh. You've got um, a brilliant song uh, from uh, Donna Burke, who you should have on the show, called Sins of the Fathers. Who, Donna and Burke? You, yeah. I don't know Donna Burke. Well, you should have her on the show. She's a brilliant singer. And oh. What a voice. Wow. Especially on that song. Yeah. And there are two mock 80s soundtracks by Ludwig Forsell, um called A Phantom Pain and Defiance. And they're both brilliant. The fan- uh, A Phantom Pain is um, slightly better than Defiance because the lyrics are a lot clearer. And there's this brilliant guitar solo. Wow. That, uh, you would appreciate. I, I wouldn't have put you down as a man who was into clear lyrics and um, uh, blistering guitar solos. Oh, it's, it's a, it, it, it surprises me right. um, every day, that, uh, that game. In uh, fact, you can buy uh, the CD soundtrack and a second CD called The Lost Tapes off uh, Amazon oh. or eBay. Yeah. Well worth uh, listening All right, to. All right, I'm going to pop into my local sex shop. That's how it's pronounced, C-E-X. I'm going to pop in there tomorrow and buy it. Good for you. Thank you very much indeed, Jonathan. Gratefully appreciated. Good evening, Sloop John B. Hello? Let me try um, here. Good evening, Sloop John B. Nope. Can you get him back, please? Thank you very much indeed. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Oh, this is brilliant. And I don't. You know, robots are going to replace uh, everybody. You know, we are we are doomed. 
and uh, robots are going to replace every job. This job will be done. People go, oh, yeah, well, you, you couldn't replace talk radio hosts. Have you heard most talk radio hosts? Julia Hartley Brewer is a robot already, and she has been for the past two years, um, and she seems to be coping quite well. So um, it is it, it, going to happen, right? Oh, I turned to the wrong page, and there's a lady's bottom. Oh, it's Rachel Stevens's bottom. Well, there you go. These, these things happen. I don't want to see Rachel Stevens's bottom right now. Oh, here it is page fifteen. This is, uh... and I don't know why this isn't a bigger story. This should be. Where's page fifteen gone? No, I've written it down wrong. Oh no! Oh no! I've written it down wrong. That means we're never gonna. F- Find it. Let me have a little... Uh, oh, hang on a minute. While he's there, let's go to uh, Sloop John B. Good evening, Sloop. How you doing, big man? I'm doing very, very well indeed. Nice to see you're talking to me. You exited me out of the system earlier. It looks like you're running scared. I don't know. No, mate, you're, you've got a pony phone, and, and um, for some reason it, it didn't connect. But I suggest you go and oh, buy okay. a better phone or go and get on a better network. Now, listen, we were talking about games, and strictly speaking, we are at war. Yes, we are. But I want to throw a, I want to throw a dog a bone here, and I oh, think okay, it's something buddy. you might like. Thank you, man. My wee man. My wee man had a birthday, and the boys you were playing tag with, I took them to the Queensway Ice Bowl. Yes. Right? Yes. So we were playing a game of bowling, very nice. I discovered a row of vintage arcade machines, original motherboards, okay, everything from Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Mortal Kombat, Yes. A lot. Yes. Okay. And I said, I, I tweeted them, as you know, I'm, I'm on the Twitter and all that. And I said to them, listen, man, thank you for that. It was fantastic. I lost a fortune on those machines. Yes. All right. And I was going to say to you, Ian, if you ever get a, a minute or whatnot before you start your shift or whatnot at, at the old radio station, you might well want to pop in there and lose a few quid. Please stop saying whatnot. And what, what's wrong with whatnot? Well, don't, don't say whatnot. Um, all right. Well, I won't. Um, well, way, here's the thing. I, I, I was in a second-hand co- computer game shop today in Shepherd's Bush, and uh, I, I picked up... They had um, a, a compilation for the Xbox I'd not seen before. And it was a compilation of old Atari games, right? Okay. But it was 20 quid. Yeah, but come on, you can't put a price on that. They've yeah, got, yeah. I've got the Sega one that's yeah, got yeah, like yeah, Golden yeah. Axe and the, Streets yeah. of Rage The and all Sega that. one is good, right? And um, yeah. the um, uh, Ultimate is good, but Atari, here's the thing, right? Everyone goes, oh, Atari, oh, the games are... No, Atari games were crap. They were crap then, and they're cr- even crapper now. So I'm not going to pay yeah, 20 well, but, but quid. we knew they were crap then. We know they were crap, but I'm not going to spend 20 quid to move a, a dot around. <laughs> oh, come on, just for the sake of it, show it to your boys. and then. By the way, one, one thing, do you play a Nintendo Switch? I have a Nintendo Switch and an Xbox One. I'm a multi-console yeah, yeah, household. Yeah, I can't make head nor tail of it. I've got an Xbox and someone let me Nintendo Switch. Couldn't make head nor tail so, of it. Do you know why that is? Why? Because you're an old man. And you, you, yeah, probably. You, yeah, exactly. I, 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 you know, I prefer the Xbox. I'm a, I'm a tradition. I like to sit there with the controller. And I, I, you know, we do all we, uh, Yeah. We do all that. Likewise, the only thing with Xbox is they're very rude to me on Twitter. I've tweeted them a load of times trying to get the original Mortal Kombat on Xbox, and they just okay. ignore me. I've got the new ones, but okay. there you go. Well, you're, you're... By the way, by the way, listen, before I go, yeah, kudos on Enter the Dragon. Yeah? yeah, top one. Thank you. That is one to show the boys. You know what? Another one I'm going to show my boy when he gets... I cut him off. Because I, there's the thing with that guy, right? I, the reason I cut him off is because he has bought a, a, an old-fashioned phone... 
because he wants to slam the phone down on me at some point. And I'm just, I'm just wondering, is he going to slam, is he gonna, oh, one more thing, and then he slams the phone down on me. So I'm just getting in there first. That's all I'm doing. Oh, I think that's enough video game chat. If you want to send me suggestions for games to get, ian at ianlee.com. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Is, this, is the vibe this evening? Is there a vibe this evening? Any vibe? Is there a vibe? I felt there was a vibe for a minute. I don't know if the vibe's gone. Sometimes the vibe goes. Have a listen to this. This is awesome. So robots are going to take over every job, including the job of, um, uh, I think, the slimiest git on television. A robot that solves problems will host a new Jeremy Kyle-style show. Now, I used to like Jeremy Kyle. I used to find it quite entertaining. And then I had a long, hard look at myself and realised it was exploiting the vulnerable, uh, the mentally ill and the addicted. And then I met Jeremy Kyle. And he's he, he, he stares at you with, like, this death stare, just, like, stares at you with this death stare, um, and it, 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 I, I, I felt an evil presence, I felt a very evil presence, I'm not saying that Jeremy Kyle is evil, I'm just saying that I, fe- I felt an evil presence, anyway, this could be right up my strasser. A robot that solves problems will host a new Jeremy Kyle-style show. TV bosses are looking for people prepared to let artificial intelligence fix their lives for them for a primetime programme. Come on! I mean, it sounds awful, but it sounds brilliant. You know, it sounds... mm. Double Act Productions want stories where families or friends have to make a big decision. But one showbiz agent joked, I wouldn't mind representing the robot. It's not the the best joke in the world, buddy. And also, when they don't name a source, you know that you know they've just um, they've just made that up. They've just made it up. Because you can do that. You can make anything up in a story and go, oh, yeah, a source told me. A source close to the star said, a celebratory drop of WD-40 after signing the deal would ensure I'd get the full bottle of champers to myself. This guy is a proper um, uh, gag man. Gag man comedian. There's, There's a word for it, isn't it? Gag man. Jeremy Kyle needs to keep looking over his shoulder. Sweet Lord. I would probably watch that. You know I don't watch much TV. Oh, here's the thing. I don't watch much TV because it's rubbish. But um, I had the house to myself this weekend. It was a joy. And uh, so Saturday I decided I'm going to do nothing except read the David Hamilton book, um, which I read, and watch telly. And um, I hoovered up the new series on Netflix, I'm sorry guys, of Wet Hot American Summer. Have you seen that? That is funny. Because I saw the film and then I started watching the prequel series, but I got 10 minutes into it and thought, I can't be bothered. So I've put that to one side. But then I, there's a new series. And if you've not seen it, it it's it's so funny. And then I went, went back and watched the prequel. And what's brilliant is the the movie was made in 2001. It was a bit of a flop. And it's kind of a spoof of all those sort of 80s teen movies. Except they're all 
in their late 20s, early 30s, playing 16-year-olds. And it, and there are kids in it as well, but main, mainly they're in their late 20s. And then the new series is set 10 years later, but filmed 15 years later. So they're all supposed to be 26, but they're all kind of late 40s. Oh, it's funny, man. And it's filthy. Absolutely filthy. Very, very... They, they throw the C-bomb around in it quite liberally. They do, um, um, they talk about a country club. Um, and it, 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 oh, it's, it's wonderful. So I, I did that all Saturday and I watched so much of it. I don't watch TV, really. I watched so much of it. I gave myself a really bad headache, but I couldn't stop watching it. So I did the, the new series and then the prequel on Saturday and Sunday. And, and I've gone back to watching. Now this is kind of, this is a guest that's coming up. Maybe next week. Might be interviewing him next week. And it's a bit of a niche guest, right? So some of you will know this. Some of you won't. But hopefully you'll go and check him out. And of the ones that check him out, I reckon about half will see him for the genius he is. And half will go, I don't get it. I don't get it. Right, so the comedian is Tim Heidecker. And he is um, half of Eric and Tim who do um good show, awesome show, great job or something. And it's this sketch show. And Flippin' Eck, man, it is the most... It's just... It's so dark. There's a song... Um, oh, I wonder if I, I... It might have swears in it. It might be swearing. There's a song about this guy living with his dad. And it's just... But he's like, he's like grown up. He's in his 40s. I'm going to see if I can play it. I see if I can find it, and then we'll play it. But then it probably won't be that funny, even if I play it. Um, but so t- he does Tim and Eric. He also does his brilliant series, right? Which is is you can watch it online. You can watch it on Fox Channel. Is that a channel over here? Um, but you can watch it online called Decca, and it's um, uh, it, he plays like a sort of um super spy, and it's set in like slightly in the future. It's the funniest funniest thing and it's deliberately bad acting um and it's deliberately deliberately stupid and it's just wonderful i i'm i I can't and only about 10 minutes long and i cannot stop watching decker i'm loving it i'm getting i'm hopefully interviewing them next week they're doing some shows uh uh, uh, he's doing some shows with uh, neil hamburger Uh, the Soho Theatre in London for the next couple of weeks, so that'll be exciting. Anyway, 0344 499 1000. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional, Even the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox exactly. with rule free Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days on Talk Radio. Right, I'm going to play the song, and it probably won't be funny now. You've got to kind of see the video, but it might have a swear in it. So I'm hovering over my um, mute button and my dump button. It's only it's only a minute long. This, so this is from Tim and Eric. Here we go. man and i live with my dad we like to hang out we like to be bad he lets me have parties and i let him hang out with the younger man 
left us, we were forced to live alone. We rented an apartment, only one bedroom. So we sleep together, with a pillow in the middle. I like my daddy, we kiss goodnight, night. It works for me. It works for me. You've got to watch the video, man. It's funny. So hopefully he's well. He's he's going to come on, um, and that will be exciting. And I shall be um, having a proper fanboy crush because um, uh, that's just kind of what I do. Uh, I tell you what. I tell you what. I can feel the vibe slipping away. So what we'll do? Last thirty minutes. Call straight to air. Um, if you want to call in, you can call in anonymously, whatever you want, straight to it. And I realise I've been falling on the call straight to it a little bit too often recently, guys. So we might do it a bit this week and then not do any call straight to it for ages. Ages and ages. Because if you do it too often, I find it loses um, its specialness, its, its magic, its touch goes. So we'll do it the last half hour if you want to call in. Um, 0344 499 1000. We will take calls straight to air. Let me find you another story from the newspapers, huh? How's about them apples? Um, what have I written down here? I go through the papers before the show, and um, I sometimes I do uh, wonder what I've, oh, I've written down the wrong thing. At the time, the stories seemed like good ideas, and then then I go back and look at them, and um, you go, oh, they're pony. That's a pony one. Oh, what's this one? What's this one? Bear with me, don't worry, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. Oh, here we go, here we go. Listen to this, man. This is this will break your heart. Kids, stop... Uh, no kids listening. Half past twelve, kids listening. Are you joking? That would be nuts. They could be listening in another country. I hadn't thought of that. Kids stop believing in fairies and magic at six years old. Two years earlier than their parents. A study found. Um, well, seven, well, I don't know. I've not asked my seven-year-old if he believes in magic. I think he does. He better do. Favourites such as the Tooth Fairy... And storks, which bring babies. Well, no, the, the stork, the stork was never a thing in this country. It's an Amer- that's an American thing, isn't it? No, I, I was never told about storks. I was told about you put a penis in a vagina and you, you, you ejaculate into a, it makes a baby, isn't it? Something like that. I don't know the the exact um, medical specifications of it, but it's it's something like that. If you're trying to make a baby tonight, basically get that penis inside that vagina and ejaculate, and that's that is the best that is the best advice I can give you. If, if that's what you're trying to do tonight, let's keep our fingers crossed, guys, for all those couples out there who are listening to this in the hope that um, it arouses both partners so they can create a baby. Um, and maybe it's not your partner. Maybe, you know, you're, you're trying to help friends where the man is, uh, is, un- is, a, is um, what do they call it, seedless, Jaffa, is unable to father a child and you're there helping them out. And that's, that's great. And that shows just what the power of friendship is when you um, will impregnate um, their uh, wife for them. 
That's a weird thing to do, actually, now I think about it, isn't it? Isn't it? Can we, we, we can't, we want to have a baby, but, um, he, Steve cannot father a child. Can you, can you? Yeah, I can, but I, I, so, I mean, that's, uh, imagine that, imagine, imagine, go, you go around to your mates for dinner, right? Go, oh, it's a nice dinner, I'm enjoying the dinner. Yeah, there's a reason we got you here, Darren. What, what's that? Can you um, uh, make my wife pregnant? Well, gosh, golly gosh. Um, can we have dessert first, is what I would say. Secondly, I'd say my name's not Darren. Thirdly, I'd say, um, seriously, can we have dessert first and then talk about it? And then after dessert, I just want to sleep. So I'm out of the equation, guys. But hopefully Darren will be there. Uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Nope. Hang on. Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't touch it. Try again, Lime One. Hello, Lime One. Hello, hello. How are you? Hello. How are you? Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Okay, I've tried this with three of four broadcasting legends. Yes. Charles Bangus being one. Yes. Yep. Uh, number two, I've tried it with James O'Brien. He can't do it. Right. Um, and Nicholas Parsons, and he can't do it. So okay. are you ready for the challenge? I'm ready for the challenge, yes. Okay. And don't think about it too much. I just need you to say Billy Babcock four times quickly. You, I need to say what? Your phone keeps dropping out. But Peggy, P-E-G-G-Y. Yeah. Right? That's the first name. And Babcock, B-A-B-C-O-C-K. No yeah. one can say it four times quickly. Go. Well, I bet I can. Peggy Babcock, cool. Peggy Babcock, Peggy Babcock, Peggy Babcock. Do I win a fiver? Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Do you want to check or do I PayPal you? Uh, PayPal me, please. Thank you very much indeed. Line two, you're on the wireless. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. The quality never, um, never really rises above sea level, does it? But uh, favourites, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Favourites such as the tooth fairy and stalks which bring babies are wiped out by the deluge. Deluge. That's a that's a good word, isn't it? Deluge. This, I want. There must have been a prog rock band in the seventies called Deluge or smooth um, jazz. Smooth jazz, Jesus, two uh, two awful words put together. Uh, wiped out by the deluge of reality online. Uh, what? It feels like all these stories, it feels like they've just given up halfway through and just and then just put blah at the end. So they just, uh, kids don't believe in fairies and magic, is it blah? Listen to the ending of this. Seven in ten parents say that is too soon. But most told the survey they were too busy to join in make-believe. Chantelle Hazeldon of blog Mama Mummy Mum, oh Jesus Christ, said, imagination benefits parents and kids alike. The, what is that? Well, that's no conclusion to a story. Where's the meat? Where's the meat of that story? I thought there'd be meat. I should let you into a secret. When I read these stories before I come on, I literally just read the headline. And maybe, maybe the first line. And that's as far as I get. And 
I think maybe that's why they why newspaper editors do that. Um, my kids still believe in uh, the tooth fairy and stuff like that, and and ghosts and magic and stuff like that. You wait till they have to stove in a cat's head. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll take calls straight to air for the last twenty minutes of the show. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Call straight to air towards the end of the show. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Hi, uh, I've not been listening tonight, but my missus has, and she's asked me to ring up and ask for Darren's phone number. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Darren speaking. What? What's going on? Yeah, you, you tell um... you what, you, you just you just get um, your missus to to email Darren at ian uh, ianlee dot com, and um, we'll, don't you don't you don't worry, we'll sort it all out. But congratulations, you're going to be a father. Oh crap! Um, here we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Aren't people? Um, aren't people funny? Um, oh, look, this is an exciting story. He said, desperately trying to convey some excitement to a story that's a bit uh, really it's a bit. Uh. Um, Brit solves U.S. kidnap mystery from stains. Oh, hang on a second. Yes, line two. Oh, hello, Ian. It's uh, David Arbiter from Manchester. Hello, David. Hello there. Um, I listen to you quite a bit, Ian, and it's just a sort of question. I, I do enjoy the show, but, but what is the point of radio nowadays? What are we, why does radio even exist? Oh, it's there to scare you. In, in what way? Because I've got a device that has all the talking, but has pictures as well. Yes. In my living room. Yes, but this is. but does it scare you? Well, I'm not scared at the moment. Boo! That's not working. It's not working. You don't scare me. Oh. Um, well, in that case, we, um, we'll, we'll switch off now, then. Well, if you insist. Do you insist? Wow. <laughs> And we'll switch back on. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. A supermarket worker cracked the case of a girl aged four taken away in the US. Oh, for, now, now you won't stop phoning. I'm doing a story. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Evan. It's Mark. Um, I'm just letting you know. Um, you're well. Your sole purpose really is for drivers throughout night. Uh, I'm on my way up to Scottish land, and that's what you're there for. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed, Mark. Thank you, sir. I knew there was an answer to that question. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. A supermarket worker, supermarket worker, um, cracked the case of a girl aged four taken away in the U.S. from his bedroom, five thousand miles away. Harry Brown. Harry Brown, wasn't that the um, violent gangster movie with uh, Michael Caine on a council estate? With, um, what was his name? Project, uh, Project D was in it or something, wasn't he? Harry Brown was contacted by Yvette Henley's grandparents after the girl's dad disappeared with her. Hang on a minute. Is, is it, why is it? Is it I'm, oh, this is quite a confusing story. 
let's start this again, but this time really pay attention. A supermarket worker cracked the case of a girl aged four taken away in the US from his bedroom 5,000 miles away. Harry Brown was contacted by Yvette Henley's grandparents after the girl's dad disappeared with her. They had spotted the avid online gamer, 21, was one of Virgil Henley's Facebook um, uh, contacts and begged for help even though he lived in Staines. Oh, again, this is another made... So the way I read it as the headline was there's this, this kid in Staines it's like solved clues and stuff. Like he was in the Saw movie or something. But they just got in touch with him and asked if he could go... Oh, flipping it. So Harry began messaging Henley and traced him to a motel in Arizona after offering to order him pizza. The Sainsbury's employee said, I spend my life on the internet, but little did I know that talking to random people would lead to me um, finding this little girl. Within two days, I got his exact location. It's a really weird set of circumstances that fell into place. Let's read on, because I think there's more to this than uh, M's the E. Yvette was reportedly staying with Henley, 28, when grandparents Gary and Kim Forrester won guardianship. Yes, line one. Oh, hi. Is it too early to book in for Friday's show? Yes, it is. We'll be, um, that will be tomorrow. Um, but also the first hour of tomorrow's show, we've got Danny Kelly joining me in this studio. Oh, excellent. I'll bring back tomorrow. Thank you very much. What time would you like to call back tomorrow? Uh, 11.10. 11.10. And your name, caller? Uh, Dominic. Dominic, and you want to call in to book your place for Friday's show? Yes, please. Brilliant. We'll speak to you then. Thank you, Dom. Tati, bye. Um, Henley was unaware of the outcome of the court hearing on June the 20th, which found Yvette was suffering emotional damage and in danger. Um, uh, uh, that's a, is this a weird story? That's a strange old story, isn't it, huh? That's a strange old story. Oh, dear. But there's not really... That's it. I've, 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 I've kind of um, picked the cream of the crop. Um, oh, no. I did, oh, This is what the whole show was going to be. I forgot to do this. I meant to do this at 10 o'clock. By the way, yes, Danny Kelly is joining us tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Talk about music and radio. And that's it. We're going to have a geeky, lovely chat. And you're welcome to uh, listen... Uh, on DAB, on app, on, on online at talkradio.co.uk. Uh, you can also call in as well. I'm sure he'll be happy um, to uh, take your calls. So, now... Th- 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 uh. Right, you know the London Eye, yeah? Which is the, the, the big Ferris wheel um, uh, on the south bank of the River Thames in London, which is the capital of the United Kingdom of England, uh, Scotland, Wales, and indeed Northern Ireland, right? And it's really, really high. I've been up on it. And I don't like heights. I'm not a fan of heights. And I get, I, I, I enjoy it because it's a really good view. I get a little bit sweaty. I don't get the panic that I get in other places, but I get a little bit... Yes, line one. Sorry, my pen ran out. What time have I got to ring tomorrow? You're ringing at uh, ten minutes past eleven. Is this Dom? Ten. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ten minutes past eleven tomorrow to book your slot for Friday show. Right, perfect. Right, I've got that down. Brilliant. Thanks, right, Dom. Speak to you then, mate. Ta-ta. 
Um, I, so I can go up in the London Eye, and I enjoy the London Eye, but um, I, I, I get a little bit sweaty. But then Mo Farah, right, everyone loves Mo Farah. You know, he's brilliant. He's, he's a fast runner, and he seems like a, 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 an all-round good egg. So, good for him. But um, he does this stupid stunt. So, the, the Londonized pods... I'm losing the will to live as well, so God knows how you're feeling. The Londonized pods, and you, you're inside the pods, but he's gone round the Londonized, stood on top of the pod... That, to me, is stupid. So Mo Farah goes out on a high, ho, 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 standing on top of the 135-metre London Eye. The four-time Olympic champion even performed his trademark Mobot pose for yesterday's publicity show. I don't like the Mobot. I think the Mobot's a bit too much. So Mo, 34, ends his track career this month and broke down in tears as he claimed a silver in the 5,000 metres at the World Championships. He's switching to marathons. Um, and it, it's a, it, it really is the most remarkable picture of him stood on top of um, one of the pods of the, um, the London Eye. Oh, uh, look, guys... Uh, Let's be honest. It, it, it hit and miss show tonight. Hit and miss. It comes and goes. We can't. We can't deliver. We can't deliver gold every single night, guys. We can't do that. So for the next seven minutes, why don't we just? Um, why don't we just do nothing? If you want to call in, I'll put you straight through to air. Um, but for the last seven minutes, let's just um, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Oh, what have we got? We've got six and a half minutes. So let's just do nothing. There's no point in me going through the papers if the story's a pony, all right? I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to say anything, all right? I might have to cough every now and then so that the emergency tape doesn't kick in. But let's just sit here, and I'm going to say nothing. If you want to phone in, you're more than welcome to. 0344 499 1000. Call straight to air. If I see you flash up, I'll tap the screen. Otherwise, let's just enjoy the silence. There's not enough silence. There's noise and fuss and stuff. So.
You fill me with glee. Not just me, but the whole of the UK. We love you, Ian Lee. We really do. Yes, that's true. My friend's telling me your surname is Nanogram of Eel. I don't know if you know that. Ian Lee 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 I did enjoy Atomic Blonde. It was very fine. No plot spoilers. Hello. What do you call a man without any shins? Tony. I am the very model of a modern major general of information, vegetable, and animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England and the court of fine historical from Marathon to Waterloo in order, Casa Garico.